the Real Movies with Real Men, the world's first and only movie talk show podcast, baby. This episode brought to you by Clamp Enterprises. Look forward to the upcoming Clamp Chinatown Center, where business gets oriented. Hey! My name is Andy. With me, as always, is the guy who's never done a minute of work for any business, Muller. Oh, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm the Muller man. I'm reading 200 degrees on my thermometer. A lot of mole. A whole lot of mole shit there. Uh, <laughs> with us as well is the guy who's in the business of Chinatown back alley massages, if you know what I'm saying. Brayden. Hey, guilty as charged. Oh, man, do I have a problem today that's edging my brain into a sea of testosterone and violence. I'm convulsing. Oh I'm throbbing in the veins of my toes and my balls and my member. And that is... Netflix HD upgrades. Let me tell you about this, ladies and gentlemen. This is the most irritating thing that I've ever experienced. Is this the price surge or whatever it is? For the last two oh months, I've been sitting in this place trying to figure out my Wi-Fi. I'm changing the router position. I'm wondering, oh, should I be running Ethernet cables down into my basement? How should I fix this problem? Why, oh, why does my Netflix look so bad? Uh, my new 47-inch... LG TV that I purchased on Craigslist. A big upgrade from your 11-inch television. From from my Tim Hortons monitor. <laughs> Tim Hortons brand 11-inch <laughs> I, I monitor. I bought this oh, yeah. thing. I spent. I I pull out literally hundreds of dollars to buy this television. For the first television you've owned that uh, in a while that wasn't given to you by me. <laughs> I have never owned a television ever. <laughs> I have only ever had a tube television that I purchased myself. Shame so. you couldn't have. I gave that one to you. Yeah. I, I know I've had other two oh, televisions. You've had other, I've never boy. I've never purchased in anyways. This is getting off point. Mm -hmm. So I'm sitting here, my Netflix is looking like crap all the time. I'm trying to slog my way through Marvel's Civil War at some point and and then I go online and I try to say, Why why does my Netflix look so bad? Oh, I see. So what you have to do if you want to have ten eighty P Netflix is you have to go and pay an extra monthly fee. To have it instead of your seven ninety nine, now it's nine ninety nine, and if you want Is very good HD, it's eleven ninety nine just to have a higher definition video. Is that true? Because I like I had problems when I was running Netflix off my laptop because they're trying to cut. I won't even go get into it, but they're trying to cut down piracy, so you can't run. It only runs on seven twenty p off. You run it off your computer, but then I like when I ran it off my PS four a lot for a lot of the bigger movies anyway. But then I ran it off my, on my PS four and it looked great. Yeah, it's. I um, didn't, you know, measure it or anything, but it seemed like. I fine promise HD you that you're just me. an idiot, yeah, and fine. that you if <laughs> it's it's SD, and I'll put up a screenshot. I mean, I, I don't I don't masturbate to all the articles uh, praising the 4K that's coming to us. No, I don't get too excited about that. I promise you, I'll I'll put up a screenshot on the website that shows, and it it literally says SD standard definition, and then mm -hmm. the second tier is HD, and then the it's the third tier is Super HD, which is possibly up to 4k anyways yeah. so the problem that i have with this is not actually the price increase that much I'll, I'll pay for the higher definition all these morons are okay with their 280p potato quality netflix my problem is that i had no indication anywhere that 
that this was a problem. Like, like, like I'm wasting time fiddling with my router when I've got more than enough speed. And the real problem is that ne- like they don't ha- they don't say, hey, you're watching this in standard. There's no quality. I can't hit a quality button and it says 1080p upgrade or something because that would make sense. Oh, I know that I'm missing out mm-hmm. on it. Yeah. So yeah, I like Netflix and I, I'm a big uh, fan of some of the more progressive uh, think things they're doing in terms of. of TV and, and, and movies and whatnot, but they could be a little more transparent with their pricing because they, they do this sort of thing like every yeah. every now and then they introduce some new level of pricing that you should know about. It's obfuscated. And yeah, it's and, and you just kind of find out about it weeks later on the internet or I, something. A, a few years ago when they raised their prices, I think it was six six ninety nine to seven ninety nine. they lost like a lot of subscribers and their stock price I think didn't They do just well, need to so be I transparent think, about it. Is the, that's the only problem. I think they were and then people uh, were mad. <laughs> so oh, I think really? maybe that's contributed to Over it. Over a dollar? I, dude, okay. Let me tell you a story here. I worked at <laughs> I worked at the Red Box. I don't know if you guys know what the Red Box is, but it's like it's a vending machine that you get DVDs from. What do you so, mean you worked? So at you it? hid in the box, and did you, you hand people the movies <laughs> through the slot? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was. I just I was always giving them just porn instead of what they wanted. Yeah. <laughs> um, so no, I, I worked supported it. So you worked if, at a call center, right? I worked at a call center. Yeah. So if people have a problem with the Netflix, or sorry, with the with the red box, the brown box. Yeah, their their move their movies are too brown. Um, <laughs> they they call in, you know, hey, my disc is broken. Hey, this. Hey, that. Blah blah blah, and I had people all the time calling in. You guys, uh, it's it's like a dollar for a day, so you just keep the movie as long as you want, and it just charges your credit card a dollar for every day. Sure. Right? It's pretty pretty simple. Mm-hmm. And the, oh, you guys charged me for one extra dollar, and now my child support uh, payment uh, I couldn't I couldn't make, and I went into a forty dollar overdraft, and it's like. My- you're you're renting movies when you got a dollar fifty left in your account. Yeah, I was about to say if if your funds are that like razor thin, you shouldn't be doing anything. (laughs) Yeah, it's like a like like any like any kind of thing, any like money spent on leisure. Like if if your budget is that bad, yeah, what are you what are you doing? Yeah, a bunch of real toe (laughs) sniffers, these guys here. So uh, if to to say that people would cancel their Netflix over a dollar, it's true, man. Okay. People people will do it, or or you'll lose. I think maybe it's like a loss of subscriber rate. Anyways, let's get onto some movies here instead of some non-movie related topics like Netflix. Some real <laughs> movies. Yeah. <laughs> All right. My most hated movie ever of the, of the week. week. Independence Day. Oh, oh, that's right. Which Independence Day is that? 1996 Independence it was, wasn't Day. Wasn't it 94? 96. You probably know better because 96. You it I oh yeah, I got I got stories about that. So, <laughs> um, they called it Independence Day because Judgment Day was taken. Oh yeah, I remember. <laughs> from, the, <laughs> from Germany. Still, we're still trying to figure out what that means. Um, okay, so in uh, in July of 1996. Smug old Earth was just sitting there, arrogantly assuming there was no other life out there. Well, think again! After a dozen alien spacecraft appear without warning over major cities around the globe, the world finds out rather quickly that the aliens didn't just come by for tea and conversation about social justice and gender roles. Oh no! They apparently just came to steal our resources? But good thing Will Smith is here to kick E.T.'s ass! From disaster pornographer Roland Emmerich comes his most successful disaster of a movie, Independence Day. So, is this movie uh, similar to Sin Independence Day, that Pure uh, Flix movie that I believe us? it 
inspired Independence Day. Uh, I, I don't have official. Are you sure that. Independence Day isn't just some cheap ripoff of Independence Day? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Okay. The premises were a little too similar. Yeah. So I guess the timeline and <laughs> there. So I got a wrong. good before before I discuss the movie, the actual movie. I got a good little story about it. So when this movie came out, uh, it was the summer '96. It came out in July, right around Independence Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was. Tan going on eleven, and I was a big, uh, you know, action movie and sci-fi fantasy kind of fan when I was a kid. And this movie looked really cool. I remember seeing a trailer for it and just thinking, I gotta get, I gotta talk my mom into taking me and my brother to this one. So she took us, and it, it I, I remember really liking it, like way more than I should have. But you're a kid, right? So like everything's, you know, every every big blockbuster movie is, is for the most part pretty cool to you when you're a kid. I remember liking it a lot. Yeah, I love. I it. have not seen it since I was a child, but uh, I remember it was one of those movies where we owned the VHS, so we just watched you it. Watched it much? Yeah, I did that like too. all the time. But I remember liking it. But ninety uh, six, like yeah, I would have been. Uh, yeah, pretty young, been a young lad. Pretty uh, young lad. So it was as close to a religious experience seeing this movie. Like I felt like my, you know, like my, I don't, I don't know how to describe it. Like my eyes had been opened up and my world had been expanded after this movie. The the most I've ever felt like that uh, in my life as a child was when I saw Mortal Kombat in theaters. Mm-hmm. That movie blew my mind. I don't know if you guys saw that as a kid. I, uh, the movie? I, of course I the saw Mortal it. Mortal Kombat um, movie, yeah. Oh, who didn't? The only movie. Muller? That, Muller but did, did you Muller? see it? Okay, oh, so when you idiot. saw it, you saw um, it as a kid, Andy? Yeah, I never saw it. We but never, I was like we never went to old. the. We never went to the theaters uh, when I was young. My parents were cheap, and I guess wouldn't take us, or I don't know, whatever. They just never, <laughs> yeah. they just never took us. Yeah, but assuming if they start listening to this podcast, they won't make it to episode six or seven. Not a chance. Here. No, that'll be like ten minutes into the. But first Mortal episode. Kombat was yeah, I, pretty cool, eh? I loved it. Yeah. I mean, it's still a movie I can watch. I, I know it's not a good movie, but it's, <laughs> it's still it's it's cool. It's fun to watch. It's it is fun, fun to movie. watch. So Independence Day was a big deal to me as a kid. There was a local comic book store. I was living in Abbotsford at the time uh, called uh, Breakaway Comics. And if for some reason they had this promotion where if you brought in your Independence Day movie stub, you got some sort of discount on comics or cards. Okay. I like to buy I like to buy Marvel trading cards. Which is just weird cuz Independence Day has no affiliation with any comics. Yeah, it was weird. I I don't know if they had a deal with like the local movie theater there or something. Maybe. Yeah. I I don't know. So yeah, yeah, probably something like that. So I remember going, "Oh, sweet. I love going to the comic store, so I'm going to like just keep my Independence Day tickets." So anyway, I I kept them. I never ended up going to the comic book store with them, and then I ended up I ended up moving, so I moved to Chilliwack, and then I never really brought them in. So they sat I ended up keeping the same wallet for until I was like in um, my last year of high school, I ended up losing that wallet. But mm-hmm. up until that point, when I was seventeen, I had these Independence Day movie tickets <laughs> in did my you see wallet. The movie? How old were you? I was ten when I saw it, <laughs> and I just kept them in there. And I just I don't know. I just had no reason to throw them out, and they didn't like they were they were pretty worn out. But like you could still make it out. You have a tendency to not throw out no. anything. Like, remember I, when I was? Yeah, I remember. Like <laughs> so, me and Braden used to live together, and like when we first moved into the place that we were in. Uh, like you got a couple of your boxes, just boxes full of just junk, really. Just yeah. And then like I just remember seeing at the top of one of the boxes was a ticket stub for Van Wilder two. <laughs> <laughs> and this was this that. was well after that movie uh, had yeah. been in theaters, like, like probably seven or eight years. And I just remember and thinking, you guys like, are always ripping on me for the movies I like. What is Van Wilder two? I just remember thinking like <laughs> of all the movie stubs to keep, Van Wilder. Yeah, two. we had a really good laugh about that. I remember kept my Smurfs movies. Yeah. Like I don't, stuff. I don't move. I've never really 
kept movie stubs. The only one I kept was the one for Back to the Future because it's one of my favorite movies ever. But other than that, I, I don't keep them like I keep uh, concert yeah. tickets or anything. But I just, yeah, it's just so funny. Of all the movies, <laughs> Van Wilder 2. Are, not are, even Van Wilder 1. No, no, Van Wilder 2. Sorry to interrupt here, but are we going to try to eat this? Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> Why don't you explain up, to the audience and me what that is? I ended I don't up, know. so at my work, we have these emergency prepared kits, oh. and they all had expiring like water and food and stuff in them, so we had to replace it all. So they, they were like, yeah, you can just take your old food brick home. So it's like this food, this brick of like dehydrated, compressed food. That if like you were stuck in your office for a few days, you would you could like add some water to that. It says it. eighteen bars of compressed uh, sustenance. So it tastes like dirt. It's yes, basically yeah. meant to make you. I, like I don't work in a place that cares about me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Though I mean, we have a lot of like just like chips and snack food, like convenience. You'd yeah. yeah, you'd be fine. Dude, those aren't going to last for three days. Like <laughs> potato you chips. Need, you need you need this brick shaped. Hard as a brick. That I mean, I'll, try, I'll try one after, the, after we record this. I don't care. I'll give it a shot. So we'll, we'll try have it during ever, Have you ever had one? I probably. No. Because no, it's I, an emergency thing. So I think I we need to try this a reason to. Correct. And so this is like my, my one chance to really do it. Well, so I'm going to be slowly opening this throughout the episode. Okay. The time. Well, it's a good thing we stopped to talk about this in the middle of our movie discussion. Well, yeah. <laughs> the reason I bring this up is if you were attacked by aliens, you might want to have some of the 18 bars of compressed sustenance. So moving on here. This movie does have a few positives, which we'll get to. But uh, there's a lot. There's a lot of a lot of issues with good old Independence Day. I rewatched it after I, I don't. I saw it a few times as a kid. Loved it, and I remember going quite a few years without seeing it. I rewatched it in high school, and it was one of those many experiences we all have where you're you love a movie as a kid, and you're growing up, and you're like, oh, why did I? Yeah, what was the, wrong with me? This is one that, like I said, I, I, I loved it as a kid, but I, I just know now, I haven't even bothered to try and ever rewatch it because it's, I'm just, I'm very fami- familiar with Roland Emmerich oh, and I yeah. just, I just know it's not going to, my, I know yeah. my opinion's going to be different despite my fond memories. Uh, well, I'm assuming Braden's going to get into Roland Emmerich at least a little bit and how much of a yeah. piece of shit he is. Um, yeah. So yeah, it. I rewatched it in high school, and I remember thinking, "Oh, this isn't that good." Like, and I was. I remember going into it like, "Oh man, I've seen this a few years. Like, I'm, I'm excited." Mm-hmm. Didn't hold up at all. So I, um, I recently rewatched it again, thinking, "Okay, well, you know, I, I did have better taste in high school, but there still were movies in high school I liked that I'd be embarrassed to talk about now." So I'm like, maybe I was still crazy, but knowing. What I do about Roland Emmerich now, yeah, uh, I was just expecting it to be awful, and yeah, it's not that good. So Jeff Goldblum's in this, and he is obviously the twinkling star, the as diamond he, in the rough in as, this movie, as he always is, oh, even he, when he's just being weird. Oh, a handsome man! Yeah, he's a good. He's uh, he's a piece of meat that one. So he's basically the saving grace of this. There are it was there was a surprising amount of actors who weren't quite famous in this movie, like people I recognized just from other roles, like in movies that are big now. Um, you smell oh, we got. Bar. Well, it's still wrapped. Just smell it. It's still wrapped. It smells like food, man. Uh, it smells okay. I don't know. You gonna join us for this podcast or just yeah. walk around uh, the room there, Muller? Just bars. jamming food in our face yeah. every so, few minutes. So, anyways, um, so the one thing when I rewatched this, I again went into it. Okay, knowing it's a Roland Emmerich film, who and he, so he's directed. We should probably go over his movies quick. So he, he kind of burst onto the scene with Stargate. 
I don't oh, know what he did. Fuck before. that movie's so boring. I was so Stargate's, bored when yeah, we, I know you didn't when care we rewatched for it. it like a, whatever a year and a half ago or whenever we yeah, did. Yeah, it was a few years ago. Yeah, I was so bored. I didn't. I, I love Kurt Russell, yeah. but I was so fucking <laughs> bored. I don't think I was as bored as you, but I remember not loving it as much as I used to. I don't even remember what happened. I just remember they get they go through a teleporter or something, and they're in a Egyptian desert planet, and, yeah. and nothing happens, and then they they go through the portal again, and then the movie ends. <laughs> that's that's how <laughs> I remember the movie. Basically, so. Uh, Roland Emmerich directed that. He directed Independence Day was his first big one, as I mentioned earlier. He also went on to direct uh, other disaster movies. There's a, there's a noticeable theme. Uh, the Day After Tomorrow, uh, he directed uh, 2012, 2012 yeah. House Down. Um, and he, re- he directed the sequel to Independence Day that came out last year. Yeah, he, he, he's... Might be another one he, in there, but... He is very aroused by disaster movies. Oh, yeah. He like, loves he wiping lo- that White House He loves out. blowing up the White House. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, he's... It's like I, he sits around watching his movies over and over, and then the White House scene comes on, zip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like ah, Roland Emmerich it. is just like... Zip and spit. Is just like generic... Like, if I had to try and sum him up, he's just like generic, almost Michael Bay-style action yeah. and characters, but with, uh, like, disaster porn. So, like, a, the, mm-hmm. the city being blowing out like buildings falling o- falling over yeah. and just lots of debris and like he, he he just he loves it like yeah like i really think like i i hope at this point he's he's on some kind of like terrorist watch list because the amount of times <laughs> that the white house has been blown up in his movies it's like awesome he, yeah. he he clearly wants to see something happen you know yeah. like so yeah his i find his movies he's a foreigner sl- right yeah he's um he's german so I, I find his movies weirdo German. No, yeah, what a weirdo. Trump's in now. <laughs> so no he, more Roland Emmerich. Yeah, goodbye movies. Roland Emmerich. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I hope that's so. That's the one good thing <laughs> that's coming out of this. That's how he'll get his second term. I've, he'll, yeah, <laughs> he'll deport Roland Emmerich. Um, I find his movies slightly more tolerable than Michael Bay movies, but like not, not I, by much. I haven't bothered to to really revisit any of his movies to know i could see that because michael bay is just the most obnoxious oh, thing worst. Uh, ever but yeah I, I like roland emmerich to me i always think of him as just right side by side i could see Close, yeah. probably a little bit better because michael bay just knows how to turn that knob up in terms of obnoxiousness mm-hmm. yeah he does so the one thing i picked up watching independence day um like roland emmerich wasn't I guess he was established. I mean, this was a huge movie. This was a big summer blockbuster. His disaster porn, he wasn't known as his disaster pornographer guy yet. So going into this movie, uh, rewatching it, I went into it just with that mindset, knowing, okay, so what's what am I going to take away from this? Is it the sci-fi alien movie I, I remember as a kid or, or, or what? And as I watched it, I realized this is just a Roland Emmerich disaster movie, but you replace... Um, global warming or a volcano or 2012 with aliens. That's all it is. Yeah, it's, it's, I, I would have to rewatch it, but I imagine it's a lot less of a, yeah, a lot, like you're saying, a lot less of a sci fi and an action thing. And yeah. just, it's like he almost uses that, an alien invasion as an excuse to just blow buildings up. Basically, like, have visuals of that. Yeah, and just suck in a few sci fi fans, right? Yeah. I, that's what I think. Like, so. I, I kind of was thinking about it. I'm like, you know what? There's a lot of sci-fi, or, or sorry, a lot of disaster movies. And I, again, Roland Emmerich kind of comes up here. But there are other movies, too, that fall into the same disaster movie um, sort of uh, plot. There are specific plot points that most of them hit. And I'm going to go through them and explain how Independence Day hits them. Can't wait. Oh, yeah. So, number one, when you're watching a disaster movie, 
It always starts out as there's always the and it's always the intro scene. There's the rumblings of a threat. Mm-hmm. Okay, so in Independence Day, for instance, so the scientists mon- monitoring something. It's always a scientist Waves. or a researcher yeah. monitoring. Wasn't it like earthquake stuff, or is that just no, when Will this, Smith notices that it was the earthquake? No, earthworms. None of the above. Um, so oh. in this, so you're thinking <laughs> of wrong. other random disaster movies. So it's always <laughs> yeah, if it's not like the Richter scale, and they're like, oh, these are some weird waves or whatever. It's in this one, it's they're getting. Uh, radio signal things, waves from space. Yeah. Like, oh, there's were these weird communication signals, you know, like gibberish 90 scientists speak. So they, they notice something and uh, they, they're like, oh, this is looking abnormal. And after they realize there's an issue, they contact the authorities. Often the authorities are like a president or, or you know, a, a step below that. In this case, it was. Someone informing the president. Right. So in this movie, it's like a small group of scientists and then they advise like a bigger... Um, like research lab, and then they in like Washington D.C. and then these people communicate to the president. Yes. So your disaster movie always has your scientists finding something, and then it they kind of alert the authorities. So it's it's so what you're saying yeah. here is that all these movies just have this. It's all the, the, the same. same. It's all same the same basic intro scene. It's all okay. It's all the same. Yeah, there's some sort of scientific reading, and then they go, "Oh, there's something's happening." Yeah, and <laughs> that's yeah. It's basically it because they have to find a way to center the movie is solely around the disaster mm-hmm. and it's like it's less about the actual reasoning behind the at, at least early yeah. in the movie less about the actual reasoning behind the aliens or or or, the, or character motivation i guess and it's just because so much of the movie is centered around disaster yeah you need to get people thinking about it i guess other other yeah. so i uh, avoid disaster well they movies, want you to so feel like uh, the people who are yeah just oh what's going on you what know? Ha- what happens in the other ones um it's the same thing man like in day after tomorrow it's a bunch of scientists in a small room, exactly like Independence <laughs> Day, and they get uh, weather pattern readings. It's <laughs> same with his, uh, like, I'm just kind of looking at his filmography here. I totally forgot that he did the 1998 Godzilla. Oh, that, yeah. That fucking awful one. And it's the same thing. Matthew Broderick was, like, dig, looking at dirt or something. Yeah. Or, yeah. The or earthworms. Big, it's the yeah, earthworms. Yeah, it's that big, that big footprint there. In, uh, yeah, it is the you. same thing. Yeah, I guess he really had did probably just make the same basic movie five times in a row. Yeah, it, it is, man. Where scientist guy that no one believes discovers this yeah. thing brings it to the attention of the president and then some sort of military guy also gets involved that, there's always be, a military yeah. that would be will smith and in, in the current movie we're talking yeah. about so independence day the authorities are warned number two authorities usually the president but not always uh, are warned and begin to plan for a catastrophe however there's always a rogue scientist who is like a specialist in the field that sees the bigger picture you know what's really going on jeff goldblum in this movie what is he in the other movies? I know uh, Pierce Brosnan and Dante's yeah, Peak. Yeah, he's, he's the rogue scientist where everybody's like, oh, there's something happening. Uh, actually, you don't need to worry about it. It's fine. And he's no like, no, deal. no, there's really a volcano here. It's coming to get us. Uh, so, Shoot! And usually nobody believes believes him until uh, something bad happens, and then they realize the rogue scientist was right all along. What bad I, I will I will give Roland Emmerich just a snippet of credit here in that if you're going to have that, that, that typical... A trope of a role of the scientist that no one believes. Jeff Goldblum's a good choice for that because totally. he's so he's so kind of fidgety and and, yeah. and squirmy. What is Jeff Goldblum not a good choice for? That's true, but that especially <laughs> like it, you just I guess that might be just true. I hope that I the next Roland Emmerich film has Bernie Sanders as the rogue scientist. <laughs> <laughs> nobody believes him. He's nobody wants yeah. his nobody papers. wants Bernie Sanders <laughs> for anything anymore. All right, pal. So the rogue scientist is usually the protagonist. It always has a family member, so a child. 
an ex-wife or a fiance that they're trying to warn and against their better judgment and the advice that they've provided to everybody else, they try to reach them because communications are down or they can't get a hold of them. So Jeff Goldblum drives back into Washington, D.C. against... Or sorry, he drives against the grain. Like everybody's leaving the yeah, city, I remember that. and he drives into it and against his advice that he advised everybody. He's like, "What are you? What are you doing?" He's got his, his Jewish dad's driving him. And he's like, "Oh, I gotta go. <laughs> war- he's gotta Sander. go warn his ex-wife." And yeah, wasn't the movie was also pretty centered around Will Smith, wasn't it? Was it like a double it protagonist is, it, thing? Or? He's kind of like he's kind in the picture, but he doesn't. Uh, until about a third, almost halfway through, he becomes more prominent. They, they slowly set Will Smith. I'm up, guessing though. this might be a case of just too many uh, protagonists because I'm like the president. There's a lot. The president is is very much centered around very, the middle of it too. Yeah. Like once he gets more involved, like I remember him at the Area 51. He's very base. important in it. Yeah. And then also, uh, uh, what's his face? The crazy and Randy the, Quaid. And, yeah, Randy Randy Quaid. That's They're the name all, I was looking for. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like it, too many uh, uh, center points. Well, when the movie starts, there's. I think there's like six movie like storylines going on. Like they cut between all these shots and they, they, they do tie everything together. But at first, yeah, I it's remember everyone coming together at the end. Yeah. It's a lot going on right now or at the beginning. So, uh, moving, moving on number three, threat strikes. So the threat makes the first strike killing many and scaring everybody. Usually the protagonist has been taken serious before the big event and then after this, people are scattered and everyone has to regroup. So an But he's taken day, serious just before the event, yes. so, so that it can't be stopped at that point. Usually, yes. That's... And so what happens here is the uh, military tries to... They go in front of the UFO and flash a bunch of lights, and the UFO shoots it. And they're like, holy cow. So the president's like, let's get out of here. So they all hop on an airplane and take off. Like, because that, that's kind of... Or Jeff Goldblum had been telling everybody, "Hey, there's like this secret countdown going on, and they're gonna they're gonna do something." And then as soon as that helicopter got blown up, the president was like, "Oh, Jeff Goldblum's right. We got to go." So mm-hmm. then, yeah, they, it's like almost too late, but they hop in the airplane, they get away just as like the White House blows up and the fire's like chasing their airplane. And, yeah, like, I they're all that. in the airplane, so calm and like they're not like looking around or like freaking out. They're just like chilling out in the airplane, and like fires like touching like the tips of the wings and the wheels. Well, I think the problem with that scene is that none of the people in control of escaping the fire that they show are the pilot. So yeah, That's it's true. like the scene, they the, probably have no the idea. excitement of their scene is just them like clenching the armrest of their chair. But it's like, that would have been a more, that, ex- would have been a better scene if, a, if you, if one of the protagonists was the pilot of yeah. the plane, which I, I guess, yeah, you don't want to have a protagonist be the Air Force One pilot. <laughs> no, that's, that's not a fun protagonist. No. And then there's uh, so number four, the false hope authority then uh, figures out a plan to neutralize and uh, end the threat. The specialist often warns it won't work. They do it anyways, and then falsely believe it succeeded, then realize that everyone, uh, realize after that it didn't work, and then everyone is sad. So the president, <laughs> after, so this is like skipping a bunch of the movie, the president's like, all right, nothing's working, we gotta nuke it's the, the nuke. Yeah, I remember that scene. So I, they, I saw this movie, like I said, I have not seen this movie for, oh fuck, probably like 10, 15 years. It's been a long, t- ten, yeah, definitely more than 10 yeah, it's been like at least 15 years, yeah. but I, I watched it so much as a kid. I remember like almost every, every single scene. Yeah. Um, and they, so it's funny because Jeff Goldblum had been warning them from the get go do not nuke them. It's going to, you know, destroy the planet. People are going to die, this and that. And so they, they throw a nuke at the alien spaceship. Huge explosion. Spaceship's still there. They're all sad. And nothing, there's no repercussions. Like, you don't know if... Yeah, it was like in the middle of a major city, wasn't it? Yeah, and you don't know if, like, a ton of people are dead. Maybe it's assumed that that area had been wiped out, so maybe there's no one to kill. But yeah, I think that's what I always felt. Jeff Goldblum was still warning them at that point, don't do it. And then there was just 
no repercussions after. Yeah. It was kind of like really, I don't know. Like, I guess oh, to be fair, cares? like that, that would maybe be the only thing the military realistically would, would have to, like if they're that, that, at that point of desperation where it's like, yeah, we can't really do anything. We tried a little firefight with our dog fight with our, our jets. That didn't yeah. work out. Yeah. I guess you got to nuke the fucking thing. Like, yeah. What else, what else would we do? Yeah. Or you, you can listen to Jeff Goldblum's plan because point number five is the eureka moment. While everyone is depressed, the protagonist usually has a eureka moment. This usually occurs by something established earlier in the film, or somebody says something and the protagonist uh, cherry picks a word from it and then comes up with a plan. The authority then decides to go with it because they're out of options. So in this case, Jeff Goldblum, yeah, I remember the exact same. super <laughs> drunk, and he carries out his, his idea drunk still. They don't acknowledge that. Because he's like, he's yeah. hammered drunk, like depressed. And his dad's like, oh, you know, you got to quit drinking. You got to, you know, you're wandering around without a jacket. You're going to catch a cold. He's like, oh, you're a genius, dad. A cold. And he's like, <laughs> and then he realizes, he gets the idea from his dad saying you're going to catch a cold that he should uh, create a virus to spread to the mothership. Which, which is really dumb. It's like this, this scientist computer man, like he would... Like computer viruses would be would be a language like like something in yeah. his language that he'd be well yeah well aware of it would be ideas floating around he has to be reminded of illness to think about a computer virus yeah. like you're a computer scientist engineer man like that would be maybe one of your first ideas probably yeah. like it's it's dumb that that's how he came to the conclusion it's, a cold like a like a virus a yeah. computer virus like, <laughs> it's really bad it makes his character look stupid but it's also maybe gives his his dad a purpose to be in the film because like he doesn't do anything other than drive him to the White House. But it's like, why do you... His dad does But he's Jewish, too, movie. right? Yeah, he's like the Jewish comic relief. So, so he fulfills but a, why? Uh, you know, a government regulation rule that having minorities, yeah, minorities in, in yeah. the movie. But, like, it's not like <laughs> we, we, we needed a reason to have Jeff Goldblum's dad in the movie. Yeah, you know, like, he, he didn't... Did. It's like, yeah, I guess they, they gave they gave him a... They, they found a workaround to sneak his dad into the plot, but it's like, that wasn't really mm. all that necessary. No. <laughs> like, I know you referred to him at the beginning, but he, yeah, he's not that relevant of a character. He's not. They but, play chess at the beginning, and, like, you're supposed to... I think it's just supposed to um, humanize Jeff Goldblum a bit, because you learn about the relationship a little bit. Well, but, I, I've heard he. I've heard that that character is in the second one. Oh yes, and it's he like is. why? The, why you, you don't need his dad in the second one? Like he was just <laughs> oh, a character in the first. But, but one. His dad is like ten times as useless in the second the, one. He this uh, yeah, this virus thing is very reminiscent of the World War Z. Uh, sure. Ending yeah. With, yeah. Yeah. It sort is. of. We gotta so, make ourselves sick. Well, it's not the the virus. The computer virus in in uh, Independence Day isn't that dumb of an idea. It's just how he came to the conclusion. Like it's just like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm gonna get sick. Sick? Like a cold? Like a virus? Like it's just this yeah. this dumb like like okay. <laughs> like he's a yeah. computer engineer scientist. He's he he should have been able to come up with a virus pretty pretty quickly you, before that. You think so. And the, so the 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 part I found really funny was that he's so he's he's quite drunk at this point. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, he's like, "Oh, I got this idea." And then it's like it, it, I, the movie I think goes to a different scene and then because the movie is always jumping around and it comes back to Jeff Goldblum and he's putting a presentation on for the military saying, Oh, I got this idea. Here's my, here's his virus thing in action kind of, cause they have a, an old spaceship they, they captured from like from Ros- Roswell in the forties and he, he implements the virus. Roswell but I'm like, so they, they gave him control of the spaceship and let him do all this. And like, it's out. It's not even like a couple hours later. I don't think so. Like he's clearly still drunk and they're letting him like use all this high tech 
like use this technology and all this. It seemed really weird because he was operating like a, a floating spaceship and doing all these things. And I'm like, Jeff, I would not let a drunk man near that at all. And Jeff Goldblum's a charmer, though. So <laughs> yeah, that's true. I wouldn't, true. I wouldn't say no. Yeah, he, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he might have sucked his way into that. So, <laughs> so moving on. Then there's the execution of the final plan, part six. The plan comes to action, doesn't, but it doesn't usually go as planned. But with quick thinking, they make it work and defeat or overcome the threat with much dramatic tension regarding the status of the main character. So, what? Will Smith, what? who's a main character at this point, with Jeff Goldblum hopping that old spaceship we talked about. From uh, so when they fly into like the alien, the aliens don't recognize it's a ship that's probably like 60 years old and they haven't seen. That is kind of funny. Forever. Yeah. Like their, te- their technology, they don't have their like technology. They don't have a barcode reader yet. Yeah. Like. Yeah. No, I've never even thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. Their technology is presumably. They're not like, Oh, advanced. where the hell does this that very, come from? This is very similar to the Terminator Genesis problem where you have this AI who's super smart, but they do really dumb things with yeah. advanced technology. Right. They yeah. don't, they don't, they're not, they're not evolved in any sort of philosophical or like, idea sort of way they just have good technology like yeah nobody nobody's ideas evolved to create that or anything right <laughs> so um yeah so in this case they you know they fly to the ship they you know they plant the virus they throw a nuke in there they get away ship blows up you know mm-hmm. they uh there's a little tension at the end because you're oh do they survive of course they survive yeah yeah and then so um, they might all, kill uh, off some people, like Randy Quaid, because nobody fucking cares. Yeah, about they Randy definitely. But they're not going to kill, gonna off, kill off. They're not going to kill off Will Smith. Yeah. Is there another movie that has that similar plot point at the end where you? So what you mean where the the number point six point point seven I Points, think you, oh, right. or point six? You're right. Point Execution six. of the final plan. So, um, in is that ever? That's everyone. <laughs> I never saw 2012, so I don't know. I didn't either, man. <laughs> I think in some form. <laughs> I can't. Great. I can't think of any off the top of my head. Okay. Like I said, this applies loosely to most. I think that kind of, that kind of happened in the Godzilla, the Roland Emmerich Godzilla, where they try to lure him to a place sure. and okay. it doesn't work, and then they they lure him again with like a bunch of fish or something. Yeah. The movie was so dumb. I know yeah. they they try to lure him with the fish and that doesn't work, and then somehow he gets caught on the bridge. <laughs> that's that from what I remember. But we didn't have it in Dante's <laughs> Peak, right? Because the, um, the execution of the final plan was to boil that grandma alive. Yeah. It's <laughs> always the one scene people <laughs> remember from Dante's that, Peak. How did that movie end? Would they kill the volcano or something? They killed it. <laughs> yeah, they killed the volcano. Don't they throw like a nuke in it? Or? No, I, think, no, I, don't, I don't know. I, don't I remember. remember. <laughs> I think they just evacuate people, right? <laughs> Well, what do you do with the volcano? Yeah, they vault. No, they. It's oh, such, a, I, such a dumb man. They just a bunch of mach- uh, people with machine <laughs> yeah, guns start yeah. up shooting that volcano. They're driving away in a truck. It's right behind yeah. us. It's like the, just like Godzilla, them. where they're just shooting. Yeah. They're blowing, trying to hit him with rock launchers. Yeah. Godzilla well, doesn't There it him. is. <laughs> <laughs> shooting this lava as they get melted by all the lava pouring down on them. It's not stopping. Do you think maybe Dante's Peak was like a metaphor for uh you know smoking too much because it was all ash that Obviously. was killing everybody right it was all an inhalation that movie's so boring anyway yeah, that sucks enough so of that, that grandma movie. usually at the end and uh dante's peak has this uh day after tomorrow has this there's always a we gotta pick up the pieces and rebuild come together and work as a team is this number seven ending. yeah number oh, okay. seven so it's the ending we've all survived this disaster we gotta regroup but let's Let's try not to make this happen again. Now, uh, now that we're we've survived, now there's often a subtle hint. They should prepare and be ready because disaster will strike again at any moment. How does that happen in Independence Day? Independence Day, it well, 
they don't really hint. There's a it's more of a regroup thing. So they're like, okay, we've survived. Let's come together like as a world and unite. And uh, they they try to like because at the end um, they show different nations like have killed the spaceships with the U.S. the U.S. intel of course the U.S. came up with the idea <laughs> and it's also like there's like Saudi Arabians and Africans celebrating there's UFOs like crash landed and destroyed so it's like everybody's kind of come together and they're like we survived and Bill Palmer's like alright now we gotta rebuild we, we gotta get together all the nations yeah. band together and we're gonna create something new it's called the United Nations <laughs> in 1996. Yeah. The United World of America. Yeah. So in this case, the the looming threat or the hint that it might come back or they should be ready. Uh, I think they talk about being ready again, but they don't hint at it. But there are other movies where it ends. You're like, they they, are, they leave a blatant, oh, there's... There could be, you know, like Godzilla. Yeah, has Godzilla. The eggs. Godzilla ends. I think the yeah. ending shot is the egg hatching. Is yeah. one one Ugh. egg that survived that hatched. Of course, there is. I don't remember a bizarre amount about the movie because I haven't seen that one a lot. It shouldn't I be think too hard to fight a baby Godzilla though. It's not a problem. Yeah, you can just step. Dude, on. they couldn't find a gigantic Godzilla. It, it, they they like lost it like eight times in that movie. <laughs> It would always, it would like run around the it would like run around the corner of a building and they'd be like where did it go and then it like pops up behind and it's like how the hell did you fucking lose it? it's like <laughs> it's like but they've got like earthworms like a kilometer under the ground that they're oh we we, we can detect these, these earthworms like <laughs> is that a dinosaur <laughs> that's not it no so I do want to make just a, a dog <laughs> don't be ridiculous back to the back to the earthworms all right pal okay so there's a, a few final points that most of these movies follow too. So usually a family member or central character um, has died at some point in this, like somebody who's important to the protagonist. And if the protagonist uh, is involved with uh, his ex-wife, so usually, I don't know what it is with these disaster movies and exes, because um, what was it called? Is it San Andreas, the one that had? Yeah, yeah, it's the fault line. With the rock? Yeah. Same thing. He had an ex-wife who they end up reconnecting. Because of the disaster. Yeah. It's always the ex-wife and her current love interest, uh, if there is one, usually dies, and then love is always rekindled at the end. Every time. <laughs> I read up on 2012. That happens in 2012 no, as well. nothing like burning debris and people to, yeah. to, bring, to rekindle <laughs> to get, that to love. To get your heart. Happens yeah. in Independence Day, too. <laughs> get Will that, Smith get and that his blood stripper pumping. wife. Yeah. <laughs> hey, baby, move some of that rubble out of the way. And that's yes, fuck. There you Save go. that... That African kid buried <laughs> under the rubble and yeah. get him out of our spot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so Jeff Goldblum, uh, well, I mean, who? I don't know who could resist him, but his wife takes him back, I guess. Or he yeah. takes her back, let's be honest. Yeah, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the other just funny thing, too, is uh, we talked about Jeff Goldblum being drunk in this movie. Randy Quaid's drunk. Like, he's probably actually drunk. I was about to say, he was movie. actually drunk. Yeah, that's ridiculous. There's a scene where the military pulls up and they pull up to this trailer park and they're just looking for anybody. Like, do we have anyone that can fly up? A plane and he's like his kids are like oh kind of waking him up like because he's obviously just pissed drunk and he's like oh yeah i fly cop dusters all right you come with us so like next scene they're debriefing just a crew or just randoms people they just pulled together mm-hmm. and it's funny because like they're they have like this errand lady who comes up to randy quaid and she's she's bringing him coffee like they're trying to sober him up and like they're they're hours later they're debriefing them and going okay here's here's the plan here's the mission and like the sun's coming up in the background and like two scenes later they're hopping into the planes so he's he's still drunk mm-hmm. and he's flying his player around it's hilarious and he was probably just supposed to be sober for that scene they just couldn't sober Randy Quaid <laughs> yeah up. they're probably actually trying to sober slapping him, up. him in the face <laughs> him water. come on Randy we gotta, get a hold of yourself gotta film this scene <laughs> yeah and the other awesome part was the president leads the attack. 
Uh, yeah, he used to that. be a pilot, so he he ends up hopping in one of the jets, and he leads the whole. It was so funny. I la- I laughed, but it was like a a hearty like happy laugh because it was mm-hmm. all, it was so bad that it was awesome. The only thing that could have made it better is if like while he was flying the jet, he had one arm outside the window holding an American flag. Can you imagine Roland Emmerich's fucked that? Can you imagine Bill Clinton just hopping in a jet and just start fighting aliens? Oh man. Like, who, who plays the president in that movie? Bill Pullman. Yeah, Bill. I love Bill Pullman as as a president. Or he, I, I yeah. don't know. I like him a lot. He's horrible. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. He was, but I like him. But he was he was good at what he did. But like he was just I I hate the guy. Like I've seen him. He, he's so in a he, lot of parodies, right? Like he's in. Kind yeah, of like he's in Spaceballs. Yeah, he's yeah. in um, Lost Highway. I think he's in yeah, some he's David in Lost Lynch movies. Highway. I haven't he's seen kinda, him. In a lot. He's okay in that one. Um, I remember liking him. I'm only him. most familiar with him from uh, Independence Day. He's the dad care. in Casper the Friendly Ghost movie. Christina Ricci's dad. <laughs> oh, yes, of course. Which, oh, yes. which that movie that well nobody's esteemed. forgotten about. Total side comment. I've always said the two saddest movies I've ever seen, movies where I've, I've actually cried watching, were Terminator 2 and the Casper the Ghost movie. Uh-huh. The Casper bed It's really movie. sad, but I haven't seen that one since I was young. I I, I saw it once when it first came out, and my memory is completely erased. I, I loved I, it. I, I remember, I remember there's a fat ghost. Yeah, he's the funny one because he's fat. <laughs> anyway, like it is fun McCarthy. to laugh at fat people. <laughs> the other thing I wanted to mention quick was Jeff Goldblum. So his virus when they fly in, it, it uh, so it works its way in the mothership and it disables the shields, right? Mm-hmm. So then everyone can fire on the ships and kill them, I guess. I was thinking, I'm like, okay, so if he figured out a way to program a virus to disable these alien shields, like if he was smart enough to figure that out somehow... You don't think he could have just programmed a virus just to shut the ships down or just to, I don't know, blow them up? Like, what do you... Yeah, he, he found a way to, to crack done? into their system. It feels like to he could the... probably do a whole bunch of things. Yeah, I know. It was kinda... You need to infect it with the virus. <laughs> turn their turn their, their desktop backgrounds into gay pornography. <laughs> It'll make <laughs> them look like idiots. That'll show them. <laughs> they'll yeah. be so embarrassed, they'll leave her. They're like, oh, I can't show our faces around there anymore. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> That's, it, this is the new M. Night Shyamalan movie, actually. The secret is that the aliens will die if they get embarrassed. <laughs> That's the twist. The embarrassment. They've never been embarrassed before. <laughs> yeah, they didn't know. <laughs> and they've never touched water either. The, the aliens are allergic know? to embarrassment. <laughs> yeah. They just start dying. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's Independence Day. Cool. Well, uh, do you have a do you have any sort of alternative movie poster slogan for Independence Aunt May? Um, I, <laughs> well, you know, ID, Independence Day was they called it ID Four. I remember that was actually one of the first websites I ever visited. Going to ID Four, <laughs> I was like ten. I went to ID Four That is such a first website to go ID4. to. ID Four, like, like at oh, the beginning the of the internet, like yeah. you got this internet internet website. thing. We just got the fifty six k hooked up. Let's uh, see what's on it. Yeah. IndependenceDay.com. Yeah, it was <laughs> ID Four I remember seeing the trailer, so I went home and looked it up, and I was like this like ten year old, like so excited on the Independence Day website and. I, it was, there's nothing on it. It was just like I think pictures. Or, I don't even know, but um, no, I don't really have an alternative movie slogan because the original slogan is "Take a good look. It may be your last." That, that's what I've got on one of these posters. So, <laughs> well, it wasn't Earth, the last. Earth, take a good look. No. Oh. Okay, it'll be well, the last time you watch this movie. Yeah, <laughs> maybe your last day that you have sight. Okay, well, let's move on to something really important. So, Andy, you've got something you want well, to talk about? Before I move on to a, a movie I hate this week, I want to get to uh, a different kind of of the week. And I'm going to introduce a new segment here. 
for uh, real movies with real men. And that is Gremlin of the Week. Now, uh, for those that haven't, like everyone should, I'm I'm talking about the movie Gremlin. Gremlins, of course, and Gremlins 2. The first Gremlins is just like a great, almost overlooked classic. Like obviously, like uh, people who like movies are really familiar with with gremlins and whatnot, but it didn't. It does. It doesn't have that classic staying power in people's minds that it. It seems to like not a lot of people talk about gremlins nowadays. But it's 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 a flawed classic. The movie's got some problems or whatever, but it's just a like. It's just like a nice small town adventure movie. Like it's very well paced setup and like great practical effects and and fun monsters. I don't want to go too hard into it because this is not a review of Gremlins. I just want to say it's it's a great movie that everyone should. Everyone, oh, yeah. who, everyone who likes movies and '80s movies especially should it's a class should have a watch. It's a really fun watch and and, and it, yeah, it's very very fast paced. You can mm-hmm. want it feels like just like five. It's less minutes than ninety minutes, minutes, I think, isn't it? Eighty something. I don't remember, but it, I think it, no, it's I think quite, it's a bit over an hour and a half. Oh, is it? I could be totally okay. wrong, and it's, it's not important, but it it just goes by quick. Yeah, it's, yeah, like it's, it, great. it's it's got that well paced where it's like, like not a lot in terms of like you don't get a lot of the gremlins in the first like forty five minutes or so, but it builds yeah. up to it and it, and it builds the threat more and more. And once the gremlins, gremlins are out and about causing a ruckus, like then the movie just kind of goes off the rails, uh, yeah. so to speak. Um, but one of the especially overlooked aspect of gremlins uh that i love uh is almost the gremlins of them uh, themselves like the gremlins themselves because what makes them different from any other of the classic movie monsters is they're not really this crazy violent like kill like killing threat like they don't really kill a lot i think they maybe kill two people like it's implied that they kill two people throughout the whole movie but they're not like this big crazy unstoppable monster like like the mom in one scene kills like three of them with just like kitchen utensils it's one of the greatest scenes in the movie but uh the gremlins are kind of just assholes (laughs) like they're not like once they turn from the fluffy the fluffy cute mogwai they're called the fluffy cute monster for people who haven't seen it and they turn into the gremlin like they just become dickheads like that's what i love so much about them and then once it gets into gremlins 2 they just introduce all these different kind. There's, there's just between the two movies, especially, especially Gremlins Two. There's just so many different Gremlins with so many different personalities, and yeah. and just watching it recently, I, I thought it would be fun just every week just to bring in my favorite uh, Gremlin or or one of our favorite uh, Gremlins, mm-hmm. it's, especially because when you watch it. You- there's a lot of gremlins like that just blend. Yeah. They just you could miss it really easily. Like within within a year, actually probably within like six months, I've watched both Gremlins one and two uh, at least two times. Very in a very short period of time. Like I watched Gremlins two uh, twice within a month, and then the second time I watched it was just like I just noticed yeah. so many of these awesome uh, background gremlins, and it's like eh, there's a lot of fun. Yeah. So rather than actually bringing in a proper review for gremlins i just think over the course of time just bringing in a gremlin of the week will spell out what's so fucking great about this movie and and get out there and fucking watch it so let's not actually prepare any segments for people we'll just just (laughs) tell them about how we wrote the segment and uh maybe let them figure out what it looks like in the end so my gremlin of the week the very first uh gremlin of the week uh it's kind of the classic gremlin in my mind he's the one that like i feel like he epitomizes uh, what is so great about the gremlins and just the fact that they're just dickheads. Like they're not these, this unkillable monster. They're just a dickhead. 
uh, about, I don't know, a little over an hour into the movie, there's this awesome bar scene where a whole bunch of the oh. gremlins like just take over this Best local bar. The and they're just partying. Yeah. They're just causing a ruckus, throwing bottles yeah. around. And in that scene, there's a gremlin. He's at the bar. He's ordering drinks from the, from the bartender that just keeps serving him for some reason. She's trying to keep up. And one of the gremlins, he has a bottle of whiskey, and he's smoking three cigarettes <laughs> at once. And it's just like, it's so great because like, like I said, he just epitomizes the fact that like they're just miscreants. They're just out there just <laughs> fucking stuff up. Like they're like they're a, what, what do we call this gremlin? Uh, the, the gremlin the, of the week. The, gre- the three smoking the, the gremlin smoking three cigarettes. He doesn't have a name. Three, I'm just, three whiskey gremlin. I mean, we're, I don't X think we're gonna, I don't think we're going to put up a voting thing on it, so it doesn't really matter. But uh, it's just the gremlin who's smoking three cigarettes in the bar. If you watch that movie and you get to the bar scene, you'll recognize him right away because he's like swinging the bottle back and forth, like kind of yeah, humming yeah. this song, like. Yeah. Um, and I just love it. Like he's just a badass. <laughs> like totally it's like is. this is this this just like Daryl and the the, the gremlin. Dad. The gremlins are just are just born. So and then and then they get out and they just start causing ruckus. And I love that. Like this this creature's first chance at life and society. And he just goes to the bar and just starts smoking cigarettes while drinking whiskey, <laughs> singing a song. Like he's just like just over indulgence immediately. Like yeah. like that's that's the first thing. Like that's what he recognizes as as fitting into society. I, I love it. Like that's his best attempt to be human almost. And he's yeah. just swinging that bottle around. I love him. There we have it, folks. Uh, three cigarette gremlin coming <laughs> so, in at you. <laughs> so look forward to this segment uh, every week until everyone gets sick of it. Which no one will because gremlins are fun. They never will. But Dude, one thing... Like a, this isn't even my favorite gremlin. This I just thought was a good like, intro gremlin. <laughs> one thing people will get sick of is something that I am sick of. And I'm sick of seeing it. And I'm sick that I even saw it in my entire life. And that is Cheese Whiz, which <laughs> to me is the most disgusting food on the face of the planet. It's uh, basically just a concoction of yellow dye and cum that you put on your sandwich. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> it's just coagulated cum. Yeah, and I, what, what were you you're saying something about it's plastic? or <laughs> I don't know if this is true or not because I, I, I hear these things and I don't bother researching them because I'm not going to research Cheese Whiz. Um, but uh, <laughs> I'm hearing that it's like... God, I'm doing all my Cheese Whiz research it's like, last night. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I've, I've heard it's like... I remember reading it somewhere that it's like one chemical component away from being a garbage bag (laughs) and it's just like yeah that sounds about right it does i actually i got a funny story about jesus kind of of reminds me because when you talk about how disgusting it is there's this one memory every time like cheese whiz gets brought up that i think about they're in grade like three i think this girl in my class, I remember she was eat, eating her lunch. How old was, is a grade three? Grade or? three, sort of like what is eight. Is that like eight, eight years yeah, old? Yeah, eight years old. Okay. And she's eating a sandwich, and I was, I was looking at her. I'm like, oh, my gosh. So I asked her, I'm like, what are you eating? And she pulled the pieces of bread apart. And it was just a cheese whiz sandwich. So just cheese whiz it and was bread. Cheese whiz and bread, and that was so it. Gross. I remember going, no meat or bologna. Nothing. Or just cheese whiz. I remember thinking, "Oh, you're disgusting." <laughs> I, I said, I didn't think it. I said it to her. I'm like, "That is so gross." Like I remember feeling nauseous. Yeah. So I anyway, I go home and I was kind of making fun of her to my family. <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, mom, this girl, she had a cheese whiz sandwich. Like, how gross is that?" She's like, "Well, honey." He, her family's probably just really poor. <laughs> I was like, oh. Well, You're like, oh, bag. that's way funnier. <laughs> yeah, I can really make fun of this broad. Yeah, it's like, 
like, yeah, I don't like cheese whiz either because nobody actually does. Um, but like, it would be, I would think it's like if you have like a ham sandwich and there's just a thin layer of cheese whiz in there, it's like that's, it's not good, but that's that's acceptable. Yeah. But like, just cheese whiz. <laughs> was it I like mean, a lot of cheese whiz? Like, or it was it just a thin layer? I don't think it was like, a lot. Just like globs of it. <laughs> it just it spilling like... out the side like those not <laughs> those disgusting nachos that you're just like scooping cheese whiz <laughs> onto at the Seven Eleven. Oh, that's it was just like a moderately spread on it, and like she was kind of a weirdo. Like she's she, so poor, she might have just really liked it, but no, she, she, yeah, she's a freak. So disgusting. Um. Andy boy. So, yeah, enough of, enough of your horse crap. Roland Emmerich and cheese whiz. <laughs> what's going on here? Oh, I'm a fool. Edison light bulbs. I got, got some new Edison light bulbs for the house. That's the only person in this room who's excited about is you. <laughs> it's a light bulb, all right. Look at that light bulb. You can see the filament. Uh, you can't look directly at it. It'll, that it's a bit too bright, but you can see it. All right, enough of you. Um... I want to get to my uh, most hated movie ever of the week. Rogue One. Oh, uh, the nerds are going to have Star you Wars for breakfast. Story. Six episodes in and we've already brought in two Star Wars movies. <laughs> I've already brought in two <laughs> Star Wars movies. <laughs> By episode 15, we're going to have every Star Wars movie in this and we're going to have future oh, Star Wars movies the, in it. Too. Well, this is, this is maybe our, is our most relevant movie yet. Usually we're digging into like two years ago. So. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, just just for you know those who may not have seen it, you know I didn't really have time to type up a plot synopsis, so I just pulled this right from Wikipedia. This is this is what it says on Wikipedia for okay. their plot. Um, a long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, known as the '70s and '80s, a trilogy of movies is born that is so beloved it inspires an era of imagination and wonder that transcends several generations. An era of unreasonable devotion and loyalty that. One would be willing to forgive just about anything if it meant a one-second glimpse of a lightsaber. An era that will completely disregard all sense of character and story if it means being able to just jerk off at the sight of Darth Vader on screen just one more time. Oh, please, Disney, give us what I want. Give us what we want. I can't come without it. Uh, fret not, though, for our overlords at Disney have uh, delivered once more with Rogue One. A movie that fills the blanks of a story that no one was looking to be filled at all. Uh, join some young lady and her band of miscreants uh, that are so forgettable, you'll probably find them in the next installment of The Expendables. Uh, but hey, don't complain. It's more Star Wars. Remember Star Wars? I love Star Wars. Hey, look, the Death Star. Is that an AT-AT Imperial Walker? I love Star Wars. Star Wars. Star Wars. Star Wars. Star Wars. Sounded, <laughs> that sounded distinctly red letter media esque. Look, that's what they had on Wikipedia. <laughs> right, right. I, I that didn't. Was Wikipedia, like, yeah. All right. I can't, can't fault you for what yeah. the internet says. I don't know what the good people at Wikipedia were thinking when they wrote that. Um, so, yeah, the reason, like. I just can't get behind this movie uh, at all. And I'll, I'll probably talk about its popularity a little bit later on. But the reason I can't get into it is that, like, uh, this movie has a story in which uh, the ending is essentially already known. Uh, you know, they, they, they every, spoiler alert, if you've, seen, <laughs> if you've seen the very first Star Wars, Episode Four, A New Hope, you know that they get the plans to the Death Star. It's like the first thing that happens in the movie. So you already know the outcome of the, of the movie. And 
this movie, Rogue One, doesn't really do anything to overcome this massive hurdle. Not to say that they couldn't. I'm not going to say that it's an, it's, it's an objectively flawed uh, story premise and there's no way to overcome that. You just shouldn't do it. But they don't do anything to overcome that. That there's this, this general lack of excitement in the movie mm-hmm. because it's like, yeah, well... I guess they're going to get, we know they're going to get it. Yeah. So, so, so what now? What am, what am I watching here? What am I watching here? Because you've started at the ending of the movie, basically. Yeah. Like, everyone started off with that knowledge. Well, maybe we can offer you some interesting character development or some themes to reflect upon that will help your life. Well, I'm glad you brought it up, Muller. <laughs> um, the one thing they should, they should not screw up. <laughs> this is like, this, this was like a prerequisite. More than yes. other things, it's Agreed. like they needed to nail that I cared about the characters yep. doing these things. That's kind of a general rule of thumb with all movies, or, or 99.9% of movies is like you, you do need to care about, about the main protagonists and characters that you're watching. Uh, this movie doesn't do that at all. Like, this, this movie, could, like, Knowing the outcome of the story could have been dampened by having the story played out by characters that you're in, you enjoy watching, like great personality or, or, or characters you don't want to see bad things happen to. But like, I was watching this movie and I'm like, yeah, fuck it, bad things can happen to these people. I don't care about any of them. They're I, so boring. Were, There's nothing well, to them. Do you, I, I mean, I saw this movie with you, and yeah, I, I do have a feeling like I'm bringing this in as my most hated movie ever. But I, th- I think the three of us <laughs> will probably have a lot to say. Yeah, we're wh- in the minority. But yes. like, yeah, what what was what were the characters' names? Like, I, I don't even. Was it like Jin? Jin, Qui Gon Jin. Yeah. So Uruguay. I, I I've talked to, I've talked to <laughs> a lot of I've talked to a lot of people that really love this movie, and the one thing like the, the challenge I have them, I always challenge them. It's like, tell me the names of any of the characters. Maybe minus the protagonist. Darth Vader. Because the, the protagonist. The protagonist <laughs> yeah. we're talking about. The Rogue like, One Challenge, right? Yeah, the, ro- the, Rogue Rogue one one, challenge, the Rogue One name, name Challenge. <laughs> and it's like, I'll, I'll give him Jin. I can remember yeah. the main character's name. Mostly because it's Is that just, a woman or a man? Woman. That's the main, yeah. that's the main I, chick. Because you I asked a group of people this, right? I've asked several groups of people and this. And they, can they ever name no, any? No, no. It's, it's funny because I, I thought most people would get gin because I got gin. But I only remember gin because she's, co- she's named after an alcoholic beverage. Yeah, <laughs> like, I only remember because of Qui-Gon. Cause Qui-Gon. Yeah, Qui-Gon. Yeah, Qui-Gon. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I guess you so. can fault the prequels, but I remembered Qui-Gon Jin's name. <laughs> it's true. Qui-Gon Jin is as horrible and dumb of a character as that is. He's better than Jin. Whatever the fuck her last name was, some Jin dumb Madagascar. Star Wars name. That's another thing. All the, all the characters in Star Wars, like they either have the dumbest name, like like Jin or like Ugri or something. I just made that up, but that sounds like it. <laughs> totally. Or it's just like yeah. Luke, like or Steve. Yeah, well, what <laughs> like it's some generic name, or like Shmi, or it's it's what? always fucking <laughs> stupid, or just 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 John. Yeah. What happened to a cool name like Han Solo? That's that's the coolest name. Yeah, that one that, is cool because it's not like Han is an actual name, but it's not that common of a name, at least in in the Western world. Yeah, yeah, uh, like yeah that is a cool name. Han not, Solo, not Jin or uh, and Luke Skywalker. Well, you know, I, I've okay. So I'm going to tell you my thoughts on names here for a second. Yeah. So I've spent a while dissecting names, and I've noticed that really memorable names and a lot of celebrity names, um, usually the last name is named after a real thing. So Brad Pitt. You got a Pitt. 
Like, like gotta, a pit that you would throw someone into? Yeah. You got a pit that you throw someone into. I don't know if you that's got, what he was going Luke for. You got Luke Skywalker. Sky and Walker. Uh, Those are real things that you can... Tom um, Cruise. Tom Cruise, Cruise. right? He's good. Like, like start doing this. Start, start <laughs> that Tom going on a cruise. <laughs> obviously, obviously, there's, you know, you got Angelina Jolie. What's Jolie? I don't know. Maybe it's a Latin for joy. Or something. I don't, <laughs> That's not I don't anything. <laughs> it's probably not any. It's pronounced but, Jolly. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. But, but if you start thinking about celebrities... Uh, you're going to start to be like, oh, yes, Christopher Walken. Walk, you know, you've got something in there. I don't know if it's that. Uh, I th- To me, I've always thought about it. I think the same thing with band names. Uh, it's just a good ring to it. A but good, the, but a good I'm rhythm. telling you what makes a ring to it. The ring is that it's familiar no, to words. Maybe. Even not Ed Sheeran. I've just never thought about it like that. We're going to shear some sheep. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck you're talking about. I don't know if that's why, true at all. This is why and. and Andrew Muller is a bad name because I it doesn't I don't have a ring to it I got no real name if I gotta I gotta be like Andrew uh, Mountain Man <laughs> Andrew uh, Ocean there you go look at that immediately you got <laughs> Andrew a, Ocean can you can you imagine that being some pop star on your totally. spot yeah totally yeah. right you just yeah. you just slap on you know uh, uh, Braden Dirt. Great. Yeah. I, yeah. I think you're proving your own theory wrong here, Muller. Yeah. Well, I'm not saying that, that was a joke, but uh, I'm not saying you could just take anything and just say, you know, it's like John Candelabra. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, it's got to be something familiar. But I, I'm hand solo. Going solo, baby. You well, know? that one probably was intentional. I'll give you that one. Yeah, yeah. It was it's, a, it's, I, mean, that, I mean, that's a little too poetic. But I'm just saying, you know, Jin Kwasin Jing Uruguay. Like, it's like there's nothing to recognize there, so it doesn't stick with you. I'm going to look up more celebrity names throughout this, and I'm going to... Start. But yeah, I mean, this this does transcend Rogue One, though. In Tom terms, Hanks. Like, Star Wars Hanky just does Chief. have this problem. Like, even, like, like Obi-Wan Kenobi. That one is one that... It just has a good it ring to it. It has a good ring to it. It has a good ring to it. I bet you it. Kenobi is, like, Chinese for tissue paper or something. <laughs> for tissue paper. <laughs> Real. It's okay, if, it's okay if it's a noun or a verb in another language. Real so great, strong... This is, the rule, <laughs> this is the rule of rings to things. rule. <laughs> Maybe that's why it's not taking over in the... Star Wars isn't taking over in the Asian markets because everything's named after paper towels. Um, but yeah, so so kind of back to Rogue One uh, and and its characters uh, specifically. Uh, yeah, it's like no, so I, I presented that challenge to the, mm-hmm. all the people I've talked to that seem to really love it, uh, and nobody can name any of them. Not even Jin, which is the one that I could remember. Nobody even names her, eh? No, nobody. nobody and, that's and that's the that's, that's, that's the only one I was yeah. like, okay, I'll give you that one, and then nobody yeah. and. Because I, I remembered it and I didn't care. Like I was so, by the end of the movie, I, like or, or towards the end of the movie, I was just so done with it. Like I wanted it to be over. Um, and I still remembered that name. So I figured most people get that. Most, everyone I've talked to doesn't. Everyone that loves it doesn't get that name. But it's like, yeah, what was, even like the kind of cooler character, the blind uh, Asian man who had a staff. Yeah. I don't, what the fuck was his name? I don't know what his, his name, name was. His name is uh, Donnie Yen. He's, he plays <laughs> yeah, it, man. Long back, or yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Chow Young Fat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, look, do we look at here. We got uh, Obi Wan we... Fat. <laughs> <laughs> we, we got... <laughs> You'd remember that. That's <laughs> yeah, true. You got Reese Witherspoon. We got Demi <laughs> Moore. Is, okay, you're What's out, a more Demi Moore? This, I, I, this is Olivia Wilde. Dude, uh, this is this is getting stronger. <laughs> Ashley Simpson from The Simpsons. I think that's just actually their last name. <laughs> God, I thought the world forgot about them. I was hoping the world forgot about them. 
Nicholas Cage. Okay. It's a cage. Uh, anyway, but yeah, it's like you look at these characters. Uh, none of them, none of them have an arc at all. Like, what was, what was like, what a what was the name of the, the that one memorable guy who like his whole character was just that he had a better gun than everyone else. Remember that guy? Oh, I kept calling him uh, Gunman Bishop. Yeah, I totally. Yeah. yeah, but like, what was his like his arc? He was there, and he's like all over like the I posters and shit. I don't even know like, who you're talking about. Ex- yeah, right I'm not like I even he was, he, was, he was with the blind oh, Asian. The he was his buddy. Guy. He well, had like he that Asian. red armor, and and that's who. That's, no, he was he like just, Samoan man. I don't know, but yeah, yeah it's like his whole <laughs> char- his whole character, and, and and the only thing he does in the movie is just his gun is better than yeah. everyone else's. That's fucking it, and he's friends with the blind dude. Yeah, but he like protects him. He kind of helps out in. I don't remember yeah, his I'll, name. I'll tell I'll you that. I'll give it that maybe it's like, yeah, he has this little friendship with this, uh, an unexpected he, friendship with this blind Asian guy that kind of bicker a little bit. I mean, I expected it. They're um, both Asian. But that's it. Like, like that's that's his character. He's maybe a kind of a protector friend of this blind Asian dude. And that's it. And he has a good, a good gun. Yeah. That, I think, is, I think it's, that is the whole fucking the, character. I think the tone of him was that he was this protector. I, 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 I was about to say I remembered him, but I really didn't. But I just mean like this is one of, <laughs> this is one of like the, the main screen time guys, and yeah. that's it. That's as far as that arc and character goes. And I don't know what his fucking name is. I'm not going to look it up. I don't no fucking clue. Yeah. Again, the Asian dude, like he was kind of cool just because his action scenes were, were cool. I don't think they belonged in Star Wars personally, but like uh, they were cool. But yeah. yeah. His his he doesn't have any arc. Like some people think he did. Because spoiler alert, I'm gonna ruin a whole bunch of stuff. For oh yeah, so just we're gonna ruin the crap. Out of yeah, <laughs> I made a I made a post on somebody. I'm going to see Star Wars. I immediately comment. They get the Death Star <laughs> yeah, plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, um, but like his he has no arc. He starts off at the beginning, and he's a blind guy who puts all of his faith in the Force. It's a very religious thing to him. He keeps saying that stupid thing that people are quoting for oh, some reason. Uh, I am the force, the force with me. I don't know what the fuck it was. It doesn't matter. Um, but then at the it end, was of the, really, it was the, really dumb. At the end of the, at the end of the movie, like he he, they need to blow up or, or press this button that's in the middle of this 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 field that's lots of people shooting at and no one can get to because they'll get shot. And he he's blind and whatever, and he just he walks out, you know, his kind of staff and held up to his chest, and he's like, I am the force, the force is with me. Blah and then blah. Then he blah. just gets shot. And he, right? and he walks and he he manages to hit the button and, and he dies. But it's like it's not really an arc, yeah. He sacrificed himself, but he's still like at the beginning of the movie. He had immense faith in the force. Yeah. The end of the movie, he has immense faith. It in wasn't the force. like he, he lost does. his faith no and then gained it. At the yeah, end. no, yeah. no arc. The guy with the gun maybe had a bit of that because at, at the end, after when he, he sees that his it. blind friend died, he kind of says that as getting shot, but he doesn't do anything to help move the plot. No, his friend dies, and he's like, he just gets killed. <laughs> uh, and then he just starts shooting. Death. Two minutes later, he's dead. Not even probably not even two it's minutes. Prob- like, yeah, he it's just dies. Out it's probably yeah. thirty seconds. Like he like you. He can, contributes nothing. to You that could very movie. easily he do just fucking anything. You could just say that he was like mad with grief. I guess. Like, like you couldn't say that's a legitimate character arc. He's like now he believes in the forest. It's like well, it's only been thirty seconds. Give but him it's like, like it six months be, and see if that. Really they, they, they could have done something like you know, seeing his friend, his spiritual friend die, enlightened him with a spiritual thing, and then moves on to kind of drive the plot a I mean, little it'd be bit. Cool he if doesn't he had do the any driving of, of the plot. And he like actually did something with it. I don't know if that's actually a good idea. But well, and at like least it's something. And then so there's there's the supporting character guy, perhaps the most forgettable, like the guy that follows Jin around 
He's like a. What was his name? What yeah, did but, he do? But, but he start. He had that opening scene where he shoots somebody in like a. Yeah, sewer. so he's a bit of a scoundrel. That, honestly, that's the only reason I remember him. Yeah, because I thought that was a, a good establishing scene for him to. But uh, they don't really build on that. No, they don't at all. Because like, I agree. Because it's like okay, you've established something about this character. He's I, he's I, willing to do what it takes, and, and including the bad things. I can't. There's rem- something there. I cannot remember him in any other part of the movie. I know. Except that's for what that I mean. opening I, scene. I agree with you with that open scene. It's like yeah, that's very memorable. It was a good opening scene. Yeah, and it really established is something about the character to build on they don't build on that at all for the rest of the movie he's just kind of a generic supporting hero the first 10 or 20 minutes of this movie were definitely the best like like i thought that it might in terms be... of establishing characters yeah, yeah i thought I guess that so. it would still be a good movie like I, I i didn't think that it was gonna be bad until uh that platform scene that was about halfway through and then i realized it was a really dumb movie what platform scene was well it? you know where it gets all blown up they're crawling up onto that platform oh the, yeah i think the, i had checked out just shortly before that yeah yeah i i, I definitely noticed short, shortly before but that was the scene where i was like i verbally was like oh this one's not good this, I is, think a, this is a there, bad egg there was a shootout scene towards like just a little bit before that where they're they're, they're in that city that that gets blown up and they're shooting some stormtroopers oh, yeah, that, that and it's like this exciting action scene but i just noticed i was like I, I don't care about it was this. subtly uninteresting yeah because there's the characters have no personality so it's just like i can't get behind them the action choreography isn't good enough to make up for that oh no um yeah and once again big disappointment for me because donnie yen is like he's it man man like he's he stars yeah. in what i would say is the greatest action scene it man fights 10 men to me that's one of the greatest action scenes of all time and he's an wonderful martial artist and very little of that comes through in this movie i was very excited to see him cast i was like, oh he's gonna yeah. do some awesome wing chun and like <laughs> you know do, do something cool do machine gun fists where he's punching guys into comas and stuff and he just kind of like yeah went around saying bad poetry about the force um but just 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 lastly in terms of characters like so the main character i touched on her a little bit at the beginning here was uh, a Jin. so like she almost has the most of a character arc. They kind of, they kind of fumble her character a bit because she she does kind of have an arc. But like, so she starts off kind of again just a scoundrel. Everyone's just a scoundrel in this movie. But like, but you off, know that she's the little girl growing up. From the yes, beginning. exactly. So and, you know, and you know that she obviously has has a vendetta against uh, the Empire because they they killed her mother and took her father and blah blah. blah. But she's been on her own, kind of living the the the, the dirt bags like street tough sort of lifestyle. And then as the movie goes on, she gets more and more involved with uh, with the rebels uh, to the point where she's helping them do this thing and ultimately sacrificing herself. So she does have an arc, but it kind of comes out of nowhere. Like she goes from being like a scoundrel locked up in a prison to uh, leading the re- the rebellion in like like just the, the drop of, of, of but a But at like, least it was an arc where yeah, she that's started what I'll somewhere give it. she ended up Maybe that's somewhere. why I remembered her name. Uh, nah, it's probably just because <laughs> she's named after an alcoholic beverage. Um but like, yeah, it's like she kind of has an arc, but she has an arc, but the arc just just comes out of nowhere. It's it just flipped all of a sudden. There's no scene. Good like, toggle switch, not a dial. <laughs> yeah, so just toggled it on. Arc yeah, time. I don't know. And it's just yeah, it gets the scenes where she's like giving a speech to all of the rebellion, and it's like oh, why why the, why the hell are you so high up in the ranks that you're you're giving these these speeches all of a sudden? You were just someone that like they needed your help because you're this person's daughter. That was, yeah, they didn't even want to work like with you're, you. You're like the equivalent you, of a witness in a court case that they just got to get you there, yeah. and then get you, and then just you know toss you in a dumpster. Yeah, like once you it witness. was. It, they made it. They made it clear early on that that they didn't want to work with the, that the rebellion didn't want to work with her because she's just a loose cannon or whatever, and and then just all of a sudden, oh, she, I guess she's just leading it. 
it's just, just leading it because because movie like it just movie had to too. happen like <laughs> movie too. um so yeah it's like this is this is this this is probably the most major hurdle like I, I had said like you the hurdle that they didn't get over is that there's just nothing to invest in these characters. And the thing is about it, like you can have a movie that has the best and most exciting action scenes ever, but those scenes will become bad if you don't care about the characters. Like they'll be, they'll become uninteresting. Like I couldn't even tell you if the, if, if the action scenes were any good in this movie almost like it's hard for me to judge them just as action scenes because I was just so uninvested, just completely uninvested in these characters. So yeah, like having characters you're not invested in will kill the best action scenes. Yep. Um, like not you can, Jackie Chan. And it, you can almost <laughs> you can almost those. flip that too. Like you can have action scenes that maybe aren't aren't as uh, proficient and exciting as as other movies would be. But if you really care about the characters, they'll be uh, quite a bit more exciting. Like I'll use a movie as a, a, one of the classic action movies as an example of RoboCop. Like none of the like the scenes are mostly just him walking in slowly. Uh, shooting everyone but you're kind of invested in that world Mm -hmm. and that character and and then and yeah like these corporations manipulating this robotic man like you i don't want to get into robocop too much here but like (laughs) it's a better movie yeah it's all just go off on just loving robocop here just slowly turn into a robocop segment by accident it's (laughs) almost as if the action is meant to be a physical manifestation of the emotional (laughs) tension in the movie um (laughs) So yeah, I really think so. There was one other major major hurdle they had to get over, but they needed to get the characters established, which they in an interesting way, which they didn't. The other uh, major hurdle that they they maybe could have got away with and uh, not doing, if I love the characters, but uh, the story doesn't really unfold in an interesting fashion. It's that 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 was kind of the other thing. So you know the outcome of this movie. Uh, so again, it's like, well, how is this going to be exciting then? You know, you, you know, the, the, how it's going to end. There's, there's no, there's a lack of edge of seat to that, like big time, at least for me. Um, but yeah, it's like, so maybe it's like, oh, let's see how this unwraps. Cause this is a story that's never been told in, in the Star Wars universe, which is, what, <laughs> yeah, like, which is what all the nerds One of the few stories up, like, left that has not been told in this entire universe <laughs> that we just made up. Yeah. Well, guess what? <laughs> guess what nerds? Like there was a reason that it wasn't told. Cause it's like, who cares? Yeah, how did like, the, well, how did they get the plans to the Death Star? How did the... Uh, I don't know. Well, how, was the, how did the Force come into being? You like? realize it's like the original... <laughs> tri- you realize the original trilogy was more about Luke Skywalker and his family than, than actual, yeah. like, all this other yeah. crap. Like, it's almost as if when they wrote A New Hope that they had started to write how they got the Death Star plans and they were like, ah, this isn't interesting. Let's just get to the part where they yeah. have the plans and yeah. like, start the story there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so... I, I go think back and tell that story. like a way they really could have uh, have made this interesting and you would think that the movie would be about this. So this is about them breaking into wherever some base and getting the plans to the Death Star. It's like this sounds like a heist movie. Like it'll unfold, it'll unfold to the audience as it goes, like almost like an Ocean's maybe, Eleven. Yeah, maybe they should have gotten Ben Affleck to direct <laughs> this one. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, but like almost like an Ocean's Eleven style. A right plot line where, really where it's like okay how do there's like a, some scene in like some like uh like boardroom or, or or defense room whatever you want to call it war room um where they 
where they have some schematics to the base of like a, like its ventilation system. Like, okay, how are we going to sneak in? And then you have all these different characters with different specialities. The guy with the big gun and he's really strong, and then the sneaky blind man. It's like they all have their kind of special uses. It's like have yeah, something like that. Like cool. like use the oh. sneaky guy for this, or this guy's the tech guy and he he can he can has some hologram sure. stupid thing. And like yeah, make it like this this heist plan thing. And then just like an Ocean's Eleven thing. It's like maybe you left like this one key part of their plan. Uh, uh, didn't tell the audience about it and then it comes into play at the end and you're like oh it's this exciting reveal almost not like a twist but like there's there's a fucking movie you, like you you've definitely uh made me realize one of my pet peeves which is definitely in this movie which is what you're talking <sighs> about is that steal this plan get this whatever it is it's always just really boring. Like it's 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 very rarely and actually because because when you think yeah like Ocean's Eleven that's a pretty interesting movie right like they've got all yeah, these things like, at play that you can understand take that each but thing with, and take that with but like Star Wars technology and weird Star Wars alien characters and the Force and it's like that that actually I, I like I thought about that after and I've seen other people kind of say similar things about it on internet chats and whatnot um, and I thought yeah it's like that's I, I kind of didn't care about the story going into Rogue One, but if the movie had played out like that, that's actually an interesting way to do that, I that think. That would have been great, but the problem is that it instead feels like you're playing a video <laughs> game from 1999 that wants you to do that same thing. Instead so it's like, it, if it's just a linear, just go get it, shoot some enemies on the way, get the thing, uh, hold off the enemies, and then get out with the plans. Like, in, like instead, yeah, the instead the same. of doing that, like, instead of doing, like, a cool heist... Or, or something interesting, like something where where you don't know quite what's going to unfold. They just kind of shoot their way in. So I just said, like, but yeah, like, like, but this is what I mean. It's just like instead of something, instead of something clever, it's just like this blunt force, like hitting the plot with a hammer. Like, like, yeah, they'll just smash their way in and hopefully smash their way out, and that's it. Sounds good. <laughs> like, Let's go see the Fast and the Furious Eight now. <laughs> I'll, 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 you could maybe pull off a really bland smash in, smash out story like that if you a didn't know the outcome and b really loved the characters. But well, they they failed on those both those fronts. So their one front was maybe the story unfolds in an interesting way, and it didn't do that either. Like. Uh, Sorry for the sidebar here, but what was the new you Fast and be the sorry. Furious 8? The Fate of the Furious. The, fa the <laughs> Fate of the Furious. Awesome name. That's such a Not. great name. So, <laughs> it's terrible. Here's the problem with the Fast and the Furious series is that have, you, have they gone to space yet? Do we have a Fast and the Furious in space yet? No. Do we have a Fast and the Furious in No, they in should the have done city? it at four. Yeah. We're, four, we're, we're at eight already. We yeah. haven't had Revenge of the Furious. They didn't go uh, to space in four. Fast yeah. and the Furious they is didn't, Revenge. They didn't fight Predator in five. Because yeah. it should have no, been Fast, no, and, fast furious and Furious versus, versus Predator. Predator. They didn't do that. Yeah. Like, quite frankly, like I, I, I've avoided the Fast and Furious movies quite a bit. I think I've seen the first one when it first came out. And I've seen the some first of the two, seconds. I think. Some of the second one, and one yeah, that was enough for me. Ten minutes of the seventh. Um, But, yeah, so it's like they kind of broke the formula because quite frankly like if it had got to four or even now you know what i'll take it now like if the next fast and the furious is fast and the furious eight in space i kind of want to see that we would be, be awesome. like some guy coming up to to vin diesel and like the cia has found a drug cartel on the on moon, the moon. <laughs> and like, all the mexicans and then vin diesel goes back <laughs> yeah. to his gang we gotta build a wall on the moon but in the meantime vin diesel vin diesel us. goes back to his his gang of friends there and he's like it's time for one last ride <laughs> to the moon <laughs> 
Always that never happened. Fly or die. No. So that's why those movies are not. There you go, movie. Hollywood. Make it happen. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, want to see it. Jason didn't get to space till Jason X, the tenth one. So there's still let's the hold out hope. There is, yeah. there is still time. Okay, there's still um, time. There's always time. I would yeah, also I mean, like to see them fight, <laughs> fight Predator as well, just because I'd like to see Predator just gore. Unless Vin Diesel dies, <laughs> too. <laughs> that would be that great. Would, then there will be out of time. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Back to the movie where... Back to the movie. they blast in, they blast out. Yeah, and, and, that, and that's, that's kind of... And then that's it. So it's like there's nothing no to the story, there's nothing to the characters. They don't blast and, you know, out. Yeah, they, they don't. But to. that was their plan, was like, sure, oh, just okay. blast in, blast out, and that's it. There's nothing clever that happens in there at all. Um so, but again, it's like, so what do they have instead of these things? What do they have instead of an interesting character or, or, or interesting characters um, or an, a plot that unfolds in an interesting way? Uh, the, the thing that they did to combat this, which, which I suspect is why all the fanboys love it so much, uh, is just fan service. Mm. Um, like they that's really... lots of boobs, right? <laughs> no, that's boob service. Yeah, You're confusing no. that with that. You're not watching enough anime. That's what the problem is. Oh, I'm definitely watching enough anime, which is zero anime. Um, <laughs> like, here's the thing about anime. I, I was thinking about this the other day. I really, I, I'm not gonna. This is all I'm gonna say about anime for now. Save that for another episode. Um, not all anime fans are perverts. But all perverts are anime fans. A hundred percent. That's all I'm going to say about that for now. We're talking about Rogue One right now. Um, so yeah. So instead of the things that... <laughs> instead of the things that Rogue One should have had, story and characters, uh, it's just pandering to fan service. And it's like, so this movie completely ignores any sense of emotional engagement. And it's just like... You like Star Wars and, and, and lightsabers? And, and, and so so here's... Hey, remember those two guys from the cantina scene and A New Hope? They're here on this planet now for some reason. Remember them? like Yeah, that ugly guy, right? Yeah, the, 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 the ugly guy and his alien who gets his hand cut off. Yeah. They bump into them. That's and, right. And that's it. And it's just... It wasn't the most that's... obnoxious thing because it's just they just bump into them. I'm actually kind of fine with that one because it's just like, yeah, it's a funny little nod. Even though it makes no sense because those guys should have been on Tatooine and yeah. New Hope, which is just after Rogue One, like minutes after Rogue One in terms of the timeline. Yeah that planet gets blown up and they're just like a bunch of drunken losers. Like how the fuck did they get off the planet and get to Tatooine like in a half an hour? <laughs> like, how, 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 did the, how did these idiots pull this off? But like, you know, it's just a, a, a scene for the, so that the, the move, the filmmakers can be like, remember these guys? Well, here they are in our movie and everyone, the crowd. I wasn't in one of those theaters where the crowd, where oh all my. the nerds like clap and whatever. Ooh. But like, I guarantee that, that, Oh that, yay, those guys. I remember those guys. Like, that's, um, my, that's my Hollywood nightmare. We, that's why we never want to go down south. And yeah, it's just like they kind of just, just shoehorn in stuff that just doesn't even belong. So at the end when they're storming the, the, the base that has the plans to the to the, the Death Star, there's a bunch of the those big, like, lumbering, gigantic lumbering walking robots, mm -hmm. the AT-AT AT walkers, the ones that in the new, in Empire Strikes Back, they rope them around the legs and trip yeah. them, those gigantic ones, just for reference people. Yeah, it's what I'm cool. It's about. in the video game. You yeah. Get to fly yeah, they're so, always on the snow. Shadow planet, of the Empire. Right? Yeah, it, well, it makes sense for them in, in Empire when they were uh, storming Hoth, the snow planet. That makes oh, a lot of sense. Oh, you know what it's called. <laughs> Look, yeah, already, what a nerd. My reputation's already killed here <laughs> just from bringing in Rogue One, so... Um, it doesn't make sense that they're protecting the moon base. They're these giant, like, 
storm robots. They're mm-hmm. meant to like, we need to take over this planet. Not like protect our little base from tiny little people running around. Because there's only like 12 of them storming the base. It's like you're going to bring out this gigantic robot who's there's no way they're going to be able to target like these little ants. Oh, yeah, like it doesn't make one. any sense. But it's like, but they just have to shoehorn that in there because like, <laughs> yo, we haven't. Oh, cool. We haven't seen those since Empire Strikes Back. I remember those. And it's like, that's <laughs> this whole fucking movie is I remember those. They have uh, Admiral, not Akbar. Remember, remember in Return of the Jedi, there's that fish it's looking guy. Trap. Uh, he says the, a classic. A uh, it's one of the things from Return of the Jedi. I, I do like. I like. I'm. I'm. I'm all about Admiral. Yeah, Commander. Got a funny we, looking face. <laughs> funny voice. <laughs> <laughs> Talks Gen- funny. General, we've got twenty infantry storming the base. What should we do? Pull out the anti-aircraft uh, missiles. Cool. <laughs> that's the uh, that's the um, reasoning behind the AT. But in this blocker, in this one, it's it's not Admiral Akbar because he's he's blue. And it's, it's just Admiral, not Akbar. And, it's, and, and then the nerds are watching it, and they're That's like, "What it said on the credits?" Oh, cool! Right? It's that. It's 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 just like Admiral Akbar. I remember Admiral Akbar. Like that's. The, woo. <laughs> uh, and then a zip. And then a, zip and, and then a, of course the like the biggest piece of fan service just Darth Vader in general. Oh yeah. His inclusion in this movie. I'm not necessarily against him being in this movie, but his inclusion like they they didn't find a way to do it that wasn't. He just not starts forced. whipping around his lightsaber. And they got him. I'll, I'll talk. Well, when it's appropriate, but it, they got him wrong, I think. Well, they got his voice wrong. I don't know what it was, and I think it still was uh, James Earl Jones, the guy who, who voiced him. But it yeah. just sounded it's off. Maybe it's because he's older now, and, and he doesn't quite he hasn't done the voice in so long or something. So, I don't know wh- what it was, but it sounded off. I remember thinking it wasn't him, that they got some... Mm-hmm. Like, what? I was convinced while watching it that they had got a different voice actor, because it's like, eh. And what? it looked like he was wearing a fucking like, Halloween costume. Like, the costume... Bad, I don't know what man. it is, because I'm sure they had all the schematics and measurements right, but it didn't... I don't know. So maybe Sorry. it was animated. Um, so so um, there was a line that he says. There's a very ambitious guy that's kind of in, oh, kind of kind of kind of butting heads with Darth Vader it's through the, the movie. Uh, I don't know. Is he a ginger fellow? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, no, I don't think so. He's just he looked... regular. He's just a general. He's just a jerk. He's oh, the guy who general. no, he was butting heads with Vader. He's butting heads with Grandma Tarkin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get to Grand Moff Tarkin. Yeah. Uh, but it, it, so, so he's talking to Darth Vader, and, and what was that line? That so, said at the so end he's of trying to explain to Darth Vader why things aren't quite going right. I don't even remember because I just remember being off put by this awful Darth Vader. The Darth Vader was so distracting to me. I'm just like, why? Why is he talking to him right now? Exactly. Why does Darth Vader sound so he funny? Just looked like, a little why too pristine. So cheap. Yeah. Just a little too clean and pristine. And yeah, maybe. Um, but uh, so Darth Vader gets kind of pissed off at him. And then uh, uh, as he's walking away, he kind of starts, he does that force choke thing with his fingers, which is a subtle, a nice little reference uh, back to A New Hope. Like, I oh, remember uh, he can do that, blah, blah. Um, and then and then Darth Vader starts to walk away. And then as he walks away, he turns around, just or turns his head and tries to do his best Arnold Schwarzenegger impression. <laughs> and he says, don't choke on your uh, ambition or aspirations. <laughs> oh, man. Like that. And yeah, it was that just was like, so painful. I'm actually all about stupid one-liners like that. Not from Darth Vader, though. Like, it, it felt like, <laughs> Like, yeah, it's like, did Arnold Schwarzenegger write this part of the movie for some, just that yeah. one line? Like, it does, didn't <laughs> next fit we got our, Next day we got Darth Vader being algorithm, algorithm. Because it really wasn't, <laughs> like, just thrown into the middle of some of his dialogue or at the end of some of his dialogue. It was just, like, silence kind of turns his head, like, center screen, like, don't choke on your aspirations. <laughs> and then walks away. It's just like, I remember, I was sitting right beside you in the theater yeah, for we this. Just burst I just remember, being, I think I just groaned, like, oh. 
I think I was watching your face actually. I like turned to look at you and he's just like just his face just scrunched up in the most like oh, I hated horrified, it. like sick looking feeling. It doesn't those kind of lines don't don't belong like out of like coming from his mouth. They don't they shouldn't come from there. It's weird. But yeah, and it's like so, and then of course, like the most fan servicey thing in the whole movie was, and it's actually kind of a cool scene. I don't want to hate on it entirely. Uh, the scene right at the end when when Darth Vader they're breaking into whatever the ship's name that Princess Leia is on, uh, and he chops up a bunch of rebel dudes, and it's like it's kind of a cool scene, I guess. So, I, I have ahead. a preamble into this scene that uh-huh. I think will fit in nicely. So it's going to fit in a little bit with the discussion of popularity and that. Everybody seems to love this movie, mm-hmm. right? And we're going to get into that. So my dad, who loved this movie, made a very specific point to talk about how good Princess Leia looked at we're, the end of this movie. We're going to get to her. I thought, I thought no. that's where you're going right now. Uh, oh, no, 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 not quite. I'm just talking about the fan servicey stuff, which I guess that, that part does. I'm, te- I'm teasing it. Tease. That's some, for, that's some foreshadowing there tease. for you, kiddos. Um, yeah, and it's like I... I think it was kind of a cool little fun action scene, Darth Vader chopping up those dudes. Yeah, it was cool. But it felt so shoehorning because it's like a two-minute scene maybe just thrown into the end. Like Darth Vader isn't there with them the whole time. And then they they really – it just felt so crammed unnecessarily in there that despite that it's like, yeah, it's kind of a cool scene. It's just really crammed in there. And then another thing that like – this is one thing that always bugs me about Star Wars nerds is like – the the over establishing the power that like Jedi's and Sith and particularly Darth Vader have like all these like Star Wars extended universe crap has them like lifting mountains with the force and throwing <laughs> them at them like this Dragon Ball Z shit and like whipping around their like throwing their lightsaber out and having it spin and come back to them with the force powers. And it's like, yeah, you watch the original trilogy, which like you should be like, that should be the thing that grounds all these movies. Cause that's, you've established what they're capable of. But now suddenly just before a new hope, like he's this master, like lifting one guy up sword fighting another guy with his other arm, making and throwing some cheese him, like, hors d'oeuvres, um, some whi- gr- whipped, cheese whiz hors d'oeuvres and it just annoys me because it's like if you have to kind of try and watch these movies like in in a sequence like if you're a diehard so it's like so next next movie darth vader can just barely move his arms basically like it's like yeah you kind of established in a new hope and an empire what darth vader is capable of in terms of combat but now it's like yeah and all the prequels and then and actually less episodes they did a good job with it in episode seven i thought but it's like, yeah, in Rogue One, it's just it's, yeah, whipping around his sword and stuff. To me, I know a lot of Star Wars diehards will disagree. I don't feel that that style of combat fits in Star Wars. It should be more grounded like it was, like Templar they established Knights. in the originals. Templar Knights mm-hmm. is the word yeah. you should think of. Yeah, so it just it just feels like they've they crammed it in there. Like all these scenes and all these characters that they crammed in. It just feels... Yeah. F- forced, no pun intended. <laughs> uh, oh, really feels forced in there. Intended. It's like... It's Don't just lie. because it's like, yeah, well, let's not bother writing an interesting story or characters. Like, let's just shoehorn things that'll that'll get the the nerds to to shout yay in the theater. Um, and that's that's kind of my whole gripe with this movie. But one thing that obviously needs to be talked about, uh, everyone's talking about it pretty much. Even like people who like the movie, like. Uh, is the CGI real life characters in this movie? Oh, there are yeah. two of them. We'll get to, we'll go to get to them in sequence here. The first is Grand Moff Tarkin, uh, who he's the old guy. He's the old guy who's who kind of heads the Death Star. He was in A New Hope, uh, 
and naturally, sorry, you want to say something here, Muller? Yeah, I, I want to give you something to bounce off of here. So. Uh-huh. That animated guy, like they looked, this is my dad talking here. They looked so good. I couldn't even really, I couldn't even like, they must've spent half of the animation budget on the movie just doing those. And it paid off so well. Those animated people, like, like I could hardly even, I couldn't even really tell. Like they looked really good. I was so impressed and how lifelike they were. I might have to stop trusting your dad with my vehicle. Cause if he he can't tell that, like, like, what is he, is he going to know what an engine is supposed to look like? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Sorry, George. Um, he looks terrible. So, so like, like he he just looks awful. He it's it's the kind of CGI where if you see a still image of it, it it's it's passable. Then then sure. you're just like oh oh wow like that that looks great. They really like nailed it because it looks the- very good for a video game graphics. You, you, if you saw it on a PS4 game, you'd be like, wow, these are I, really I think, good graphics. I think with, with this and a lot of CGI stuff that doesn't end up looking good, not all, but a lot of it, if you get still images of it, it, it can look like really convincing. But as soon as you see the movement, especially the facial features, like the human eye is really good at detecting uh, simple little uh, facial, like yeah. just little like, like twitches and, and, and inflictions and whatnot. Frowns and... Um, because we're we're reading uh, body language and, and yeah. facial expression, and I don't I don't think I'm convinced. I've, I've argued with a couple people about this. Like, I don't know if the CGI will ever be good enough to combat that. Like, even like the because I'm sure they did that with a motion cap actor with all the dots on his face or whatever, and it's still not quite good enough. Like, there's a subtleness to it, and there's always that that deadness in their eyes yeah. when they animated yeah. it. I can't. Exactly, it's, it's it's a hard thing to discuss uh, almost because it's I can't quite it pinpoint is, you know, why it's so terrible, but it's just, just like no something's. As soon as off. I saw him, I was just like, oh, oh god! Yeah. And I like held like, my hands <laughs> in front of my face, and I was like, oh, like turning my head, like I, I can't get it off the screen, like it looks <laughs> fucking terrible. And I don't even know what was said in those scenes because it was so distracting. Like I have no idea what they were talking about because I'm just like, what well, Jesus? It's like, did did they accidentally splice in like? A, a scene from who framed Roger Rabbit in the middle of this movie. There's like this cartoon character talking to a real person. It looks terrible. I think the the term that you have are looking for is uncanny the valley. Uncanny valley. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. It describes what I'm talking about of, of animated characters or, or just robotics where it's just, they're trying to emulate real life faces or human faces. And it, it's, there's just, there's this deadness that's, it's hard to quite describe uh, yeah, I'll, I'll and quickly, articulate. I'll quickly, uh, to give the overview is that the the more human like something looks like, the you know the more you like it as a human because you like things that are like you. But there's a point just before it is actually a human where your likability drops to zero, and so what would fit and that's called the uncanny yeah. valley. So what would fit in there is like a ventriloquist dummy, kind of yeah. looks human, but it's like it doesn't actually look human and it's freaking creepy. And uh, that's what that's I guess creepy is probably yeah or like when you see like a, like things. a clip on the internet of like some prototype like robot AI they're working on and they've given it a human face and it's kind of talking and its eyebrows are kind of like crazy and stuff and it's like oh god it's so nice <laughs> it's to meet off-putting. you I'm Genesis yes exactly it's off putting and that's what that's what this character looks like and then so I've I had this discussion with people who like this movie uh, and it's like yeah but that that those CGI characters and they're like yeah but ever everyone says this is yeah, but what are you going to do? They burp in the middle of it, too. 
Um, uh, yeah, but what are you, what are you going to do? You can't have a, a story centered around the Death Star that doesn't have Grand Moff Tarkin. <laughs> yes, you can. Like I, I, I know an embarrassing amount about the Star Wars universe, uh, far more than I would. Oh, really? To. I didn't know that. I thought, <laughs> nerd. yeah, I thought, <laughs> I thought you were cool at first, and now that I know this, yeah, about you. you've discovered my terrible secret. Yeah. Um, but I, I was like, I guess I kind of remember that character. I didn't know his name, nor would I thought, yeah, you need to have him in there. No one, before this movie, all these people saying this, other than a couple super diehards, no one remembered. God, what if you went to Rogue One and he wasn't? They didn't have Grand Moff Tarkin, the guy who's in <laughs> the guy, the guy who's in two minutes of A New Hope, and that's fucking it. I'm it's, sure he was probably. He's such a ones, funny but, name, but like that. Yeah, that sounds said, like Grandma Tarkin. You don't remember Grandma Tarkin? Like, <laughs> I didn't even know that. was I his would name. say to these people, I disagree. They could have got away with not having him, or quite frankly. Uh, and this was something uh, pointed out by people I love, uh, the Red Letter Media. Oh, yeah. um, so is just Red Letter Media 2, like, the podcast. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> like, so if you have, you have this, this problem where you have this old guy that you feel you need to have in your, your current movie from an old movie. He was an old man in New Hope, so he's definitely dead now. So what do you do? And it's like, well, you, you probably could have just recast him. But the thing is, there's a built-in communication thing in Star Wars. Uh, that would have easily solved this problem. Remember how everyone, they don't have like phones or anything that communi communicate via those stupid, yeah, the hologram. The stupid blue holograms. He could have just been on the hologram they and could have, it would have looked normal. They could have just been like, oh, you talk to Grand Moff Tarkin. They animated a little Grand Moff Tarkin on, on the hologram and it would have looked totally, it would have looked 100% oh, Very easy to make that look okay. Then, all, then some of these nerds would be like, oh, but they're both like on the Death Star communicating. Why would they communicate Oh, yeah, it's hologram? not like the Death Star is almost as big as a planet exactly. or anything. Like, it's if I phone people who are in other rooms of my it's, house. It's quote-unquote the size <laughs> the size of a fucking moon. So if you need to go talk to Grandma Tarkin, are you going to get in like this, this shuttle elevator thing and go all the way across a fucking planet? Or are you going to pick up the fucking yeah. phone and talk to him? You're going to pick up the phone, which in the Star Wars universe is a hologram. They have the perfect built-in thing already established well established in Star Wars yeah they messed up perfect it would have been absolutely if you and, and you don't you didn't need him in the movie he wasn't that great like, <laughs> uh, yeah I don't really know I, I think he just contributes like a really basic plot device that he's somebody who helps to deliver basic. some information they probably or, could have got away with just referencing him in the movie Grand Moff Tarkin wants you to do this I don't take my orders from Grand Moff Tarkin like that and that, that could have been it like yeah just so does he choke him, him or who does no he does he choke he force oh, chokes another I don't guy. Know he chokes what, a different I'm talking guy. about in a new hope though. Like he does oh, chokes the guy. No, he chokes no. a different guy. Okay, so he he, walk, he in walk, charge. When like, they when they have Leia captive, uh, he walks up and he's like, I want to show you the the uh, display the power of my um, thing and talking about the Death Star and he, and he blows up her planet. That's that's what right. I, that's the only scene I remember him in. I'm sure he he, he he's he in, he's at the beginning too. When he's he, in when the he intro. force chokes that guy. Yeah, Tarkin's like standing. He's beside there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's whatever. Uh, <laughs> screw that guy enough about Grant. it's such he's, a he's funny dead. name I had no idea that was his name there was yeah there was no reason to animate him at all um, he didn't he looked weird so the other the other en enough about Grandma Tarkin I've had it with this Grandpa uh, Tarkin yeah, why didn't they recast him with some old grandma <laughs> they could have made a funny pun Grandma Tarkin's here <laughs> oh ho oh, oh, ho Sonny She's got a pan of, of cookies right out of the oven bunch of weird milk uh, you know cow candies Star Wars cookies <laughs> um <laughs> So the other notable uh, CGI character is the CGI Princess Leia. Yeah, that's, that's what ow. I thought you were going up to earlier. But no. yeah, so I, I I we got to the got near the end of it, 
and I think I think like three quarters of the movie, you you had said to me in the theater like, oh, imagine if they they have a CGI Princess Leia in there. And I was like, no, they're not. <laughs> no I was like, no, they're not going to do that. And then it got to the scene where it's 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 following like the camera's following some rebellion dude up to to the the commanding room of Princess Leia's ship. Door opens. And you see the back of Princess Leia, and I thought, okay, yeah, cut to credits. Yeah, like this is this is exactly Perfect. what I was thinking. This is actually how you end this movie. It, it, yeah. Totally Perfect poetic spot. ending. You see the silhouette or the shape yeah, of Princess Leia. Her, her iconic like white robe she, dress thing. The gravitas like, is there. It's poetic. Oh, they're joining them together. And then she just turns on. Hey, Sonny, no, let's no, go. It, blah, like, blah blah blah. I remember blah. like she just starts talking to them and with this awful no, CGI. I, face. I just remember. So yeah, it shows that shot of of the door mm-hmm. opening, and then you see this the the the, the, the her from behind with the white dress again i'm thinking cut to credits but then the camera reverses to the other side still can't quite see your face and then i went oh no <laughs> like I, I think i said that pretty loudly in the theater <laughs> um and i was like don't show her face knowing that at that point they were going to and the camera kind of pans up a little bit and i think her head tilts up and you can see her and she, oh my god she, she looks, looks like, like a she looks like like a wax like figure like yeah, one of those like like brendan fraser whose eyes are kind of huh, crooked like, her, like one eye is a little higher than the other and they look kind of weird like her she looks weird. were all shot it looked it it looked so bad that it killed carrie fisher like that's how <laughs> fucking bad it was like it that movie comes out and then like what like three days later she's dead uh, yeah I, I guess think, so I think oh, yeah. we're all you know, why they, thank like, goodness now they have this CGI of her that they can just keep using because they are going to need it it was maybe fucking she's, maybe she saw that like in the pre-screening and that's why she relapsed I think I, th- I think <laughs> as, like, oh. I think as soon as in, in, in post-production when they as soon as the animators started like editing it like her heart just like was started beating. Yeah. She slower. was not even. She in didn't the room. notice. She was elsewhere. Yeah, like, she was like she was like way over in like L.A. Yeah. somewhere doing like yeah some like press like meetings or interviews whatever. Yeah, her heart just but started. like just her heart slowly did not noticeably just started beating a little bit slower. Like I bet it started right there. Right there. Those, those <laughs> yeah. blood started not flowing quite so right. Like th- that CGI was fucking horrible. It was brutal. worse. It was worse than than Grandma Tarkin's. But it's only like two seconds. She's of like the a movie. more memorable character. Like she, you know what Princess Leia looks well, like more than you know what Grandma Tarkin. That and Grandma like. Grandma Tarkin gets like Granny at least Tarkin. a solid five minutes of of, of yeah. close up screen time. That's just a two second shot. So it's like it's it it's almost not worse, but it is worse because of how obnoxious yeah, it my, was. Why didn't they just do more medium shots on Grandma Tarkin? Like why why do they have to go? They up got those close. extreme close ups. Yeah, they yeah. extreme close up. Whoa. Oh, and it's, oh. Thank, thank God <laughs> it's that man is. Thank God that man is dead. Yeah, not to, not to, to see that. that. Hopefully, all his family members are dead too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what I'm hoping for. You know, as so as a compassionate person, um, <laughs> your children and your grandchildren. So yeah, let's uh, let let's end it there because the, I I don't want to talk anymore about this movie. Like I I I, it, I just get so. Uh, annoyed because I've talked to fucking people when I yeah, when we I talk, gotta talk about the when I talk when I talk about about uh, yeah I wanted to, to end with that but like uh, when I when I talk to people about how much they like it's not even just that they liked it I can see where it's just like if you kind of like generic boring blockbuster actions maybe this one gets the passing grade to you I have talked to several people that tell me that this is their favorite Star Wars next to Empire Strikes Back and that is fucking crazy like that like are you out of your goddamn mind like yeah. it's the worst Star Wars besides the prequels you got it all backwards 100% yeah. I've talked to a yeah. lot of people who like say like oh it's definitely better than episode 7 like uh, a lot of people which, are saying that yeah a lot idiots. of people are 
saying that. And just I, fucking crazy. Well, Seven's well, legitimately think, think about that. Okay, okay, so yeah, some some perfect, some morons but... out there think it's better than episode seven. Okay, these these people that I'm talking about think think it's better than a New Hope. Like I, I, obviously, obviously, I've shit pretty hard on Jedi, but it's not even better than Jedi. Like it is no. better than Episode One, Two, and Three, and that's it because there will never be a Star Wars as bad as those, of course. But it's not better than any of the other Star Wars. No. Yeah, I don't. I don't get the. I've I've heard uh, the defense. It's a it's a war movie. Yeah, no, that's the like, other. That? I, I remember somebody movie. said that. Going, Finally, <laughs> a, I've seen seen the statement. Finally, a Star Wars movie about the war. It's like <laughs> you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like because when oh, we went man. into it, I think I had just seen Saving Private Ryan, and I had never seen it before. I was a pretty late comer then. So then, so people are saying, yeah, it, it, they actually pull it in a different direction, and it's like a war movie. And I was like, so I was going through thinking, and we're like three quarters to the movie, and I'm like, where we haven't hit that part of the movie yet? Because <laughs> well, so far it's just been the same as like they're talking about the the gritty aspects of war. What the, the hell are they talking about? I, I guess her dad dies. Or something. <laughs> what? Like I don't know what. Yeah. Dad died in wars. I don't know. I guess there was that that deleted. Oh, no, I think it's in episode a, seven. There was a deleted scene in episode seven where Chewbacca tears this guy's arm off and throws I, it on the I, floor. I but, think they might uh, just no, be in, inadvertently movie. trying to explain how boring the movie is, like yeah. by accident. <laughs> like they can't quite figure it's a movie that out. About a bunch of priests. Um, <laughs> one, one thing I, I want to end with. I was actually just thinking about this uh, last night. Um, Star Wars for me is now dangerously close to being considered an overall bad franchise. Because yeah. you think about it, there's eight of them now. Like, let's just, just stop and think about the good ones. Of course, you have A New Hope, Empire, Jedi, which is walking a thin line there, but I'll give it the <laughs> it's pass. It's a good movie. It's a it's good a movie. Yeah, it's, <laughs> you just made the list, Jedi. Uh, and Episode 7, which I know that so a lot of people. You got so there's four out of eight that are good. But now let's look at Episode 1, 2, and 3, which are, of course, like... Uh, Perhaps, like, when you compare to budget, maybe three of the worst movies ever made. Um, and and, Rogue, and One. Rogue One. So you, we're 50-50 here. And keep in mind that episode nine is going to be directed by the guy who did Jurassic uh, World. And also the the, so the, the, the next Star good. Wars kind of uh, sub-movie, like Rogue One, is a Han Solo Origins movie, oh. which sounds like a terrible idea. So I really isn't think... It, isn't he played by Danny Glover? Isn't he played by a black guy? No, that's Lando <laughs> Curry. He's playing Lando. <laughs> Oh, okay. Whew. <laughs> that would have been <laughs> But uh, yeah, so it's like, for me, I was thinking about this. Like, yeah, if this is, <laughs> if I consider movie for movie and I take all eight, we're at 50-50 here of good yeah, to good bad. We, so <laughs> I, I'm, I have higher hopes for episode eight, but there's there I've, I've heard some things that make it sound mm -hmm. not so good. What if we had a Han Solo movie where Han Solo is a woman? <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> you just hate this Han Solo movie because it's because there's a woman casting it instead of a man. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like, like you say, episode nine directed by the same asshat that did Jurassic World and now uh, this this stupid unnecessary Han Solo movie it's like I think if episode 8 doesn't turn out great we're going to see this turn into a yeah. uh, qualifiable bad franchise and the Boba Fett movie's happening too right which is I a whole know. nother I'm not sure if, I think that one's kind or of I think that has more potential I think, by I the think way. They, my guess is they're just going to shoehorn him into the Han Solo movie oh, okay. for some reason I can't wait to see the Greedo and the Bar origins. Story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the yeah. Greedo what? origins movie we've all been waiting <laughs> yeah. for. Yeah. What, what other untold Star Wars? <laughs> what about the Dexter Dexter uh, Dexter Dexter Jetster's <laughs> origin story? <laughs> what about Watto's origin story? From what, ab what about Jabba the Hutt's doorman? How did he get that position? <laughs> that guy with the pink curvy thing? Uh, yeah, what 
what about the rag? What's the monster in the Jabba the Hutt's the Ragnarok? Oh, the or, Rancor. The Rancor's origin story. Like, how did he grow up? Yeah, how did he get in that pit? Yeah. Must have got there somehow. There's a story to be told here. L- ladies and gentlemen, there are literally hundreds of untold Star Wars origin stories that you've been anticipating oh. greatly. Yeah. yeah. You, we can't wait to, to share these stories with you. Um, but yeah, so we're 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 kind of running. Can I, I know we're going late. Can I throw yeah. in just Dude, a few quick points? If, if I do my segment today, this will be by far the longest episode. We're gonna hit like yeah, two hours and forty record minutes. Record timing. Well, <laughs> say what, say what you want to okay, say. I'm be as we'll, quick we'll as I can. It's, it's fine. We're gonna have to make a decision okay. on that. Yeah. We're gonna take it long, <laughs> or we're gonna just not. Okay, like an hour forty something. Point number one. Did you guys notice? And it killed me every time. How often they said the word hope in this movie? Yeah. It was I, like really. 40 times. Like they said the word hope. <laughs> Let me tell you I another like phrase other they sentence. said 40 times. Force. I'm with the force and the force. <laughs> with the force and the All force. from one character. <laughs> All from one guy in one scene. Yeah. So, okay, that was annoying. That was just something I just thought of. Okay, uh, they. I felt they screwed up Darth Vader. Okay. Yeah. I rewatched A New Hope before I saw this. And if already covered Darth Vader. Something I know. Well, I know. I'm just going back. Hold to on, it. On, so yeah. something I noticed in A New Hope that I didn't really pick up before was in that scene where he chokes the he force chokes the guy. Uh, gen, he, they don't call him Grand. They call him General Tarkin. Mm-hmm. General Tarkin is clearly in charge. Like he's or he's giving yes. Darth Vader orders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he, like he he's, believes in Darth Vader. He understands the value of the they force. Like, but, no, but he outranks but Darth Vader. But he absolutely outranks him. Yeah, and so, but in this movie, um, you have uh, what's it, Orson Kremick, that asshat general guy that that like yeah, tries he's to go, trying to work his way up. Yeah, so he goes to Darth Vader, like he goes behind uh, Grand Moff Tarkin's back and goes to Darth Vader to like try and yeah, you know, sweet talk him. But it's like clearly it, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's established in a New Hope that Vice, uh, Vice President Dick Cheney. Uh, you know, President Trump won't let me do this. We gotta outrank this guy. Yeah, it's like, but <laughs> so he goes to a guy that's Mike it's Pence. clearly established um, is lower on the totem pole. It's like what kind of what kind of pole is Darth Vader? Yeah, I have? guess that's true. I it's never weird. About that. Yeah, because I, I felt they they just gave Darth Vader. Uh, like retroactively gave him too much power and clout. Well, they like, just they didn't also, care. They just, like they he didn't. just started arguing with him. He didn't persuade him at all. Like, he no, was he, being a dick. Yeah, Darth Vader <laughs> said like you know go go eat a dick. Like he wouldn't do anything but they, anyway. Like but. They, they just they just didn't like the movie the filmmakers. They just didn't care. It was no. it wasn't ever about like uh, you know what makes sense for this story and its inclusion in the grand score story overall. It was mm-hmm. just like we just need an excuse to have Darth Vader there. What's the yes. excuse? What's the excuse? Quick, quick, quick. What's the excuse? Yeah. And like that's it. Throw an idea idea guys in the room throwing things yeah. at him. Yeah, he lives in a volcano. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, was, he lived in his castle, which I, I didn't notice, but I, I read about I read about I read about <laughs> after apparently it's some extended universe horseshit where Darth oh. Vader gets a castle. I don't even know. Oh, it sounds dear. so dumb. God. Like yeah, Darth Vader so in the big stupid. castle. Darth Vader yeah. four. Darth Vader goes to space. <laughs> okay. Other, the other thing I want to mention, um the I, I heard some people saying that killing all the characters because some some yeah. of you are like what's your fans are like oh they killed the characters I didn't like that and some people what thought, did you think was talk- going to happen well, some people were talking about how it was like a bold choice They're like oh man I can't believe they did that it's really cool you like, know they what, what else characters. was a bold choice is that they found the Death Star plans at the yeah. end because it was already written into well them. that's <laughs> the point I'm going to make is that. I it's know. not bold because you what you've done is created a bunch of characters that have nowhere to go. Yeah, because they, they, they don't unless unless we get special editions where they're animated into a new home. Yeah, because <laughs> unless they show they all show up in episode eight and and they're eighty years old. 
It's like yeah. they don't fit anywhere else in the story. So killing them you has no to. consequences yeah, well, or ramifications for the rest yeah. of the they So get, who cares? They get the plans to the ship. How does a new hope start? Uh they get the plans in the droids, the droids launch off, they capture Leia, ship destroyed. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, like everybody yeah. on that ship is dead. Yeah. So we they, it's already written into the script. It's not bold that something in nineteen seventy eight we just remembered I, happened. That's I re- I really think decision. no. I really think and this is this is part of like the main flaw of what I was talking about uh, like with, with uninteresting characters. It's like there was no way for them to do anything bold with those characters. Uh, because you just don't care about them. So if they all right. if they all die like they do in the movie, uh, I didn't care I didn't when they care. when right. it showed the shot of them hugging or kissing whatever, and the explosion kind of oh, takes dumb. over them. I didn't care. I, in fact, right. I think I was a little pissed off at that point. Like, okay, you hear me getting a little worked up here. Like yeah. it's just it annoys me that it's like. Oh, this dramatic shot of them dying, and it's like, but I don't care. Like, it, it yeah, could have just been a guy in the background dying, and that it would have the same emotional exactly. effect on me. And but my point is, like, it's even if you cared about them, it still doesn't matter. Like, yeah, it still doesn't matter that they killed them off because what do you, the the show the movie's over and th- those characters can't go anywhere. So yeah. people, I don't want people. It just it's annoying that people are saying it's a brave filmmaking decision to kill people. Yeah, that only exist in that that small freaking story. I th- I think that we have missed one of the most important blunders of this movie so far. Go on. I got one more. So uh, okay. you might you uh, might you be coming. Yeah, maybe you're wrong. Okay. okay. Quick one. Okay, so they um Jin's dad is the architect of the Darth Death Star and they they reveal that he planned that uh yeah, the, the little flaw dumb. in the Death Star. Was that a way of them retroactively salvaging the fact that it's a really stupid thing? That yes, they, that, they, it completely is. That it that completely giant is. canal that I've, I've goes s- to like a, a self-destruct because that someone can access. It's an ongoing joke. I, I for saw years, stupid. Right? I saw stupid articles that were like, "Finally, we know the reason why." It's just like, <laughs> <laughs> it yeah. wasn't that important. <laughs> like, I, I remember not- being really offended in the movie because it was really blatantly obvious that they were trying to cover that up. Yeah, yeah. We're, like, we're not we idiots. Have to, we have to yeah. explain this thing and over explain. It's yeah. like it's like with the Terminator time travel stuff, right? It's like in the first yeah. two movies, it doesn't matter. Does you know, it doesn't? These contradictions don't like, matter. It's that's not part of the movie. Now you make it important. Now we have to start twisting logistical things to make them make sense. We start judging it on that level. Mm-hmm. Now all of a sudden we have a lot more things to judge. You, you're setting the stage wrong. Look, even in A New Hope, the movie where they where they shoot that exhaust port and blow up the Death Star, it didn't matter then. That scene was all about Luke kind of letting go of him, his former self and embracing the Force. That's like yeah. the start of his whole fucking arc throughout the, the next like two movies following it. That's what that scene was about. It wasn't actually about blowing up the Death Star. That, that's, mm-hmm. it anno- that's what always annoys me about these Star Wars like fanboys. It's like you love this franchise like too much. Like, but Way you don't understand much. like these basic ideas of what made that movie great. It wasn't about seeing it explode. It was about Luke uh, crossing that barrier in in his yeah. in his mind. That's what that scene yeah. was about. So it, it didn't matter. Yeah, you're right. It yeah. didn't matter in Rogue One. It didn't matter in A New Hope. Like it's <laughs> n- it's never mattered ever. Yeah, it's so fucking stupid. Okay, what were you do, gonna do say? Uh, so what did we miss, Molly? Yeah, so what, 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 what did we, we miss? The most here? important thing that you morons have missed. Do you think <laughs> characters are important? Characters are stupid. They don't matter to stories. <laughs> you think arcs are important? Listen. Yeah, you I, tell, I, I tell that to Noah. I see. I, yeah, I see. I see. <laughs> I see people welding all the time. It's not that important. It just makes some light. Who cares? Yeah. You think uh, animated people are important? This is what is important. Uh-huh. Is that stupid vending machine at the end of 
the movie where they have to get the debt. The, oh, the, fuck, the I did forget. You know what? I thought about this, and I was like, oh, we got to talk about that. And I, I, you're right. I, you know what? You're right. I did forget about Wait, this. Okay, I'm, I'm not remembering this. So at the okay. end of the movie, they're, they're going to get the Death Star plans, and it's this it's this room. Uh, it's it's Jin and Forgettable Man. Jin Jin. Okay. Forget, the protagonist. They're, yes. they're Is this where the robot dies? They're, 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 yes. They're okay. completing, they're doing the mission. They're at the Death Star plant. So you have these two big columns. <laughs> uh, just imagine, you know, they're in a viewing window. So they're looking at the viewing window into this open cavern, two giant columns, 100 feet down, 100 feet up, just full of hard drives i guess full of, full <laughs> gigantic hard drives. gigantic hard drives as almost as big as brayden's hard drive <laughs> it's just 500 gigabyte hard drive I'll bet yeah that, the- that's how brayden stores his hard drives <laughs> yeah brayden goes home he's got a mini version of this and he's got all of these 500 gig hard drives so um yeah i'm the, these these hard drives must have been 100 gigabytes at least each how for how big they were <laughs> Um, in the Star Wars technology. So, 100 feet down, 100 feet up. How do you get these hard drives? Well, you just jump out. You just, you just, you just jump out onto the column and you climb up it like a monkey and pull the hard drive in. Yeah, out. like some old librarian moving the ladders <laughs> along the shelves. Like, yeah. like they didn't totally. think to get some sort of system where you just type in like, oh, well, I want hard drive well, no. uh, A seven hundred. Type it in. The robot runs up, grabs it, pulls it out, gives it to. They you. did have a sort of automated uh, a system, but it was. Equally as ridiculous. Remember, he like put his hands in that giant like joystick configuration, like, like you're like and you're... manually moved the things around. It, Why isn't it uh, just a computer? Like, it's like you're putting your hand through like you know the 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 CDC virus. You put your hands yeah. through the gloves yeah. so you can work on the vial in a contained and, he, and yeah, he's, and he's manipulating like, why, it. Why the fuck is it that? Why isn't it just a computer? <laughs> Like, why do, I don't remember like, any of this. Can I have hard drive uh, A twenty one? Yeah, and the computer yeah, goes exactly. up. Like I was, I was on the ferry going to Victoria a, a month or two ago, and there was a Best Buy vending machine in there, <laughs> yeah. and and, it, and it's the exact same system. There's a bunch of big packages. Like it's not just a thing where they just like the pack. You know, it's not like a chocolate bar where it just kind of scrolls it out and the chocolate bar falls out. Like yeah. there's a there's a hand. It goes up. It grips my headphones. Pulls them out drops them into a little bin like this is stuff we have today from the freaking best buy on like our dated <laughs> ferries now we're in star wars they're building a death star that's ninety thousand kilometers in diameter or whatever yeah. and it's like now nah, you gotta you, we, once again all this advanced technology and no advancement in ideas they're like oh yeah you just uh it's not even like the the arm gripper thing locks onto like a column in a row so you can get up and get in it. It's very completely loose. manual. They're just it's all just completely manual. Yeah, it's like for all this uh, amazing fantasy sci-fi uh, space technology, it's like it all came down to them like plugging a loony into the thing and playing a crane game. Like yeah, that, that was <laughs> that's it. exactly it was it was a crane game. Exactly. It'd be funny if it had all like the flashy lights and like <laughs> pictures of you a dancing win. elephant on it. Yeah. <laughs> They, 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 they go to grab one hard drive they open it oh it's just a teddy bear oh, like, damn, oh, it. damn it wrong one and we need these Death Star plans um, it was just an excuse to have a dangerous scene where they're I think they have to end up climbing up yeah they up climb there the thing and they're getting shot at yeah it, it really was just an excuse to do that like instead of a clever heist thing like I was talking before it's like well 
what what do we do? We just had them walk in and now picking up the hard drive. How do I, how do we how do we spice this up and make it more exciting? It's like, well, what if they have to climb up? Yeah, it's just an excuse to have that. Like they they didn't think of anything and it, it a very almost transparent like, excuse. It feels like <laughs> last minute they had to come up with this thing of them climbing up to a hard drive that makes no fucking sense whatsoever. Yeah, it was insane. So boys. Are we going to go on to our longest episode ever, or are I, we going to cut it short? I think we should maybe um, save your yours okay. for the next one. We're at the two-hour mark here. Yeah, we, yeah we, that's we, okay. I'm all right with that. You have a you have an ad. I think we have to. Oh, yeah, yeah, we, we got we got to we got to plug our sponsor. We got to make money here. Yeah, we yeah. got a sponsor here. Listen, so sometimes uh, we get caught up in having fun that we forget. That we already we're here got to that make money. We already got that sweet Clamp Enterprise money, but we that's do. not enough. I got it's not enough. We got to get a little money from Donald J. Clamp. Sony Pictures is actually throwing us a few bucks here. Gonna talk about one of their new movies. <clears throat> what if every washed-up celebrity and aging musician trying to remain relevant were methodically murdered over the course of a calendar year? What are the usual suspects? Genetics, poor lifestyle choices, chance, and aging? No, can't be! There's only one culprit here. The common denominator in every death, the year 2016, oh, brought no. to you by Roland Emmerich. This sounds so like the scariest is... movie ever. <laughs> <laughs> Don't interrupt this video sorry, playing right sorry. now. <laughs> yeah, uh, Roland Emmerich brings you another modern disaster film we can all relate to. You thought 2012 was supposed to be the end of civilization? 2016 knows the only way to end the world. The thing 2012 didn't think of, you go after Hollywood. The only thing that can end this madness, 2012 time travels to 2016 to settle this <laughs> once and for all. 2012 part two, 2016 the reckoning. <laughs> Coming to a theater like a near movie. you. So oh, yeah, in great. 2017. Yeah, 2017. So I actually got a, a special screening of this movie. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to quit tease it a little. So uh, at the end of it... Um, the two, You're just gonna tease the, the two ending? years. Yeah, I'm teasing the whole thing. 2012 to 2016. We're the worst. Ever. Well, so much. <laughs> we just lost a sponsor. These people are paying us. We ruined <laughs> Independence Day as well. I yeah, think. ruined that whole. So in this yeah. one here, uh, 2012 and 2016 are having this monster fight. It's like Godzilla and Rodan. They're going at it, and then it, the the clock turns to midnight, turns to 2017, and then they, they just stop. And it's 2017 <laughs> now. So they become hard become, cut to credits. Yeah, they become buddies. And in an after credit scene, uh, hinting that the next one would be sort of a buddy cop follow-up, uh, they both get a message from 2017 to travel to the year 2029. And after they meet up with the human resistance and agree to be transported back in time to protect Sarah Connor, they receive word while in the time travel quantum field that Genesis is Skynet, whatever that means. So I guess we'll, we'll see what that next movie's about. But I guess it'll be a buddy cop movie. Dude, why do we have such yeah. shitty sponsors on this show? I don't know, hey, We're getting hey, Roland Emmerich sponsorships here. We're getting Pure Flicks. Like, thank, God, thank God Daniel R. Clamp came in and sponsored thank this episode. Or else we wouldn't be making fuck all here. Yeah, it's finally somebody I can actually support. It's like, I can't wait until we can get a sponsor that I actually agree with. What's going on? It oh. sucks to have to sell your your mouth for money, but well, I'll do it. <laughs> Nothing. I'm... I'll sell whatever body part I have to. I gotta pay these bills. So hey, enough of your crap. Uh, that uh, that wraps up oh, yeah. another episode of uh, Real Movies with Real Men. I guess go to the website where you can uh, vote on your most hated movie ever. Don't worry, we spared you another. Dumb Mueller movie this week. So. Oh, good. Yeah. It's, it's just, Mueller in the hand is worth two in the bush, Andy. Come on. Uh, yeah, so go to the website and you can you can probably vote there. I don't know. <laughs> I'll see yeah. if it's up and working. No, the, the voting's working. I got okay. it working. Yeah, it's good. We We're did set. it. 
See you later, you idiots. Fuck off. Good movie, man. Goodbye, nerds. Yeah, that was good.